Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Recap, the Escapist Weekly live show about the latest in movies, TV, and streaming. This is episode number 46. We're almost at 50. Holy smokes. For Tuesday, October 24th, my name is Marty Sleva, and as always, I'm honored to be joined by Darren Mooney and Frost. Welcome, guys. Oi. Spooky time. This is our spookiest episode of the year because uh, we're not doing one on Halloween because Halloween is for Halloween's for the, the children and for the spookies. And we want to go deliver spookies and candy to the children. So no recap next week. However, we have a great Halloween uh, themed episode for you today. First, we're going to be talking about the main topic, which is the truly scariest thing in the world, which is uh, guys, remember that streaming, how streaming took over the world and took over all of how we consume our entertainment. And it was like some kind of a bubble. What happens when a bubble gets too big? It keeps growing, Marty. It keeps it's growing. It gets a little Jake Gyllenhaal on the inside. Uh. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk about how that was a Bubble Boy reference. I don't know if you guys remember the film Bubble Boy starring Jake Gyllenhaal. Shouts to Jake Gyllenhaal if he's in the audience. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, sort of how the streaming bubble has burst, how the, how, how the boom is over, how we're at a point now where there are too many services. Prices are going up too much. Things are being segmented too much. We're introducing ad-tiered services into everything. And it just feels like we're back at square one, but things are more complicated than they were before. Uh, cable was easier. And more expensive, crucially. Uh, yeah. And more expensive. Oh, I 100% pay more money than I did when I just had cable, like pre-streaming. So um, maybe that's my fault that I subscribe to a lot of things like an idiot. But I do feel like every month, if a, a month doesn't go by where I don't use a service at least once, yeah, I'm like alternating. Whether that's them. worth paying like yeah, $10 twenty dollars for yeah for yeah in the case of HBO and whatnot. Um, so we'll be we'll be talking about that uh, as well as uh, all a bunch of horror recommendations, including some off the beaten path stuff. You know, you should watch The Shining. You should watch Halloween. You should watch The Thing. Uh, but we we have some some personal recos uh, for you, and then a bunch of stuff we've been watching uh, in and something we've been playing because Darren has been playing some Spider Man too. We could talk a little bit about uh, everyone's favorite web slingers. There's two of them this time. I feel like we, we need to manage expectations there. Darren has been very slowly playing some Spider-Man too. No, I, there's not going to be spoilers. <laughs> we just we want we want a broad thing. Listen, I think you're like the only other person who's been playing it that I could talk to on shows. So um, really, you know, I, I would have thought this was huge. I would have thought this was uh, like the biggest thing in the world. Huge. I don't even. Frost, Nick, you don't even I think Nick finished minutes. it. Yeah, I don't. I'm not a. What Nick's finished it already? It was out on oh. Friday. Hey, well, you know how he do. He he game. I it. work at a film critic pace. Yeah, it's like yeah, this is fair. A film critic trying to play a video game. Yeah, this is yeah. a different thing. A thing I want. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, stand in the middle of CGI Central Park and just appreciate the lighting and atmosphere. It's like, man. I've been doing that. There's a lot of times where I just stop and I'm like, this is very pretty. Or I get to like a couple NPCs and I just hang out and I'm like, that is a weird conversation they're having. I just want to listen to that. Um, Press triangle to high five? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Video games. They truly are the medium of the future. Uh, Press X uh, to pay salutes, isn't it? Press uh, press X to pay respects. Um, And uh, just as a reminder before we get started, thank you all so much. See so many members of the Green Gang. We really appreciate it. Uh, Remember that all of your uh, donations at the moment, uh, all of your Super Chats, are going towards our funding goal of Adventures Nice Season 4 on location next year. Uh, We're already almost a third through that goal, I think, which is uh, incredible. So we really appreciate it. And then remember, all uh, members in YouTube and Patreon get uh, early access 
to all of your favorite shows uh, on on uh, the Escapists, including uh, Cold Take and Design Delve and stuff, Legends, EP, XP, um, uh, uh, Lost in Time, all sorts of stuff. And now you get the cusses. Are you going to start cussing videos? Me? No. Or is that I, a Yahtzee only I, I thing? I want the Disney sponsor. I want that clean okay. record. I, when I started YouTube years ago, I was like, just get into the habit of not cursing. It makes it easier, right? It's like, I want yeah. that Disney money. Yeah. <laughs> He gets, I don't know, ads for condoms probably in bourbon, but I, I want that Disney money. <laughs> there's no money in booze and sex? No, no, there's not. <laughs> I mean, if The Rock and Ryan Reynolds can have tequila companies. Yeah. But they're not That's good, true. are they? <laughs> they're I mean, expensive. Is they're the thing. expensive, <laughs> yeah. yeah. George Clooney's tequila is good. Yes, That's apparently it's actually really good, really good tequila I've here. Yeah. As says the guy who doesn't drink. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Pitt. He's got a vineyard. I don't know if it's any good. He has one. Has anyone ranked all the celebrity hooch? <laughs> there is one guy, uh, but he started with hip hop artists. Oh, <laughs> so okay. It's yeah. funny hearing this, this like whiskey bourbon connoisseur. Like, oh, I figured that was flavored. That's a good one right there. Uh, a dollar <laughs> sign app Rocky. <laughs> I, I have a I have a friend who is desperately trying to smuggle Sofia Coppola wine into the country. Apparently, it's much more red than the yellow tape than you would imagine. Oh, that is surprising. Yeah, yeah I used, I, I've been to the, the Coppola Vineyard um, a couple times in up in Napa Valley, in Sonoma Valley. It was nice. There you go. He was not there. Oh, oh, he oh. might have been there. I did not see him. <laughs> I just, I just kept screaming. Busy I just kept selling screaming. whole acres of it in order to pay for Megapolis. Yeah, yeah. I was just running around with my copy of Jack on DVD wanting someone to sign it. And uh, the, the person was like, please leave, sir. Um and as Arthur, right off the bat with the dono, thank you so much. Y'all started the show without me. The nerve. We're stalling. This is like, I don't even know if legally we could call the show started. <laughs> oh, I don't think we've given it an opinion on anything yet. Um, we can start, though. Guys, right, we can, right now that Arthur's here, we can officially start. All right, all right let's get it going. All right. Streaming. Uh, what sites have you canceled? None, and I need to. <laughs> I was going to say, like, um, almost like from bottom, like, uh, almost a round robin. Which one would you shoot here and here yeah. until you end up at your last one? Which one do you let go of, like, last? So I listed off the top of my head what I pay for. And this is only um, oh god, streaming video content. This doesn't count, you know, your Spotify's, your, um, oh, your, yeah. your, your PlayStation, you know, the video game stuff. Uh, I pay for, and I pay the top tier of all these because I'm a fucking idiot. Uh, Netflix, HBO Max, Amazon, Hulu, Disney Plus, Apple TV Plus, Paramount Plus, Peacock, Shutter, AMC Plus, Criterion, Showtime, Crunchyroll, I forgot Stars, Funimation, YouTube Premium, and ESPN Plus. Are these write-offs? Uh, oh, and High Dive, <laughs> and High Dive, the third anime thing. And I've, Does all the I've watched just have like an expenses account for this stuff? Is what I <laughs> no, want to know. No, no. The sure. expense account is me being bad with my money. I'm bad with my money, and I spend it on things because I like I like filling the hole in my heart by by just cobbling together the ability to click a button and watch the things I want. Um, yeah. Jeez, man, it's dumb. It's dumb. It's <laughs> foolish. It's I mean, I, I subscribe to like Mubi and I never watch Mubi, but every time they send me an email, I'm like, I should watch that. And every time I'm about to cancel, I'm like, but this is maybe like actually providing a good to the universe. This is like a charity donation. It begins to feel like it's yeah. like I never use this service, but I feel like it should not be the first one that I cancel. <laughs> what um, Frost, have you uh, have you have you cut the cord or 
no, cutting the cord cutting got the us cord. here. Have you, un- have you plugged <laughs> the cord plugged back, back in? in? See, I've, you say that, but I've been, your router. Yeah. Yeah. I've been considering Blu-ray. Where I was like, the amount of money I spend on these things, I feel like I could just afford to get a Blu-ray and actually buy the movies that I want to watch and keep them and own them and never have to like, all right, who's got, who's got Fast and Furious 5 this time around? You know? Nacho Libre used to be on Netflix. I don't remember. I've been five followed Nacho Libre across three services: Netflix, Hulu, and Prime. Is that where you go? You're like I go where Nacho I goes. I go. I go where Jack Black <laughs> goes in his very bad accent. And <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, see, I feel like I'm cording up. Um, Sony mm-hmm. d- does PlayStation still have Blu-ray in it? It does. It might get me. Xbox also has Blu-ray. Oh, okay, they might not. Yeah. The VR just, doesn't support 3D anymore, I believe. Dang it! See, I was considering uh, though, just a Blu-ray, a Blu-ray player, and going to the grocery store and just digging in that bargain bin. Go to a pawn shop, you know. I was like, oh, look at that! I, I, I could oh, watch Prestige again. I, I haven't bought a physical movie in, I think, over ten years. Uh, however, beforehand, I bought probably a thousand between DVDs and Blu-rays. I probably have close to a thousand that I have not sold. Um, Stuff that, like, I went, when I got my first job, like, out of high school, and I was just burning through money, it did not matter. It was like, ooh, Joel Schumacher's Tigerland? Yes, I will buy you on DVD. I'm not going to watch Tigerland. Like, Irreversible? Yeah, I should own Irreversible, because that's a movie I want to. Why do you want to buy the Ken Wabra? Because it's great. I've never watched it. I've never watched it again. (laughs) I watched it once when it was on TV, and I was like, I would like to own Behind the Ken Wabra. I've never watched the DVD or Blu-ray. It's weird. Oh. It's like a it, it, it's it's a slippery slope because it starts becoming sort of like an addiction. You're like, ooh, look, I found a deal on this. Like Nick even talks about that. You know, Nick still prescribes. I have, a like, lot. I have falling, falling down. down wow. I'm Beautiful. in the Michael Douglas Michael section Douglas, of my library, sure. apparently. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm in the Michael Douglas section. Um but yeah, it does start you start going down a slippery slope where you're like, ooh, I can get more and more. And then maybe, ooh, what if I do TV shows as well? And then the next thing is suddenly you just have a, a wall full of uh full of tin cases the tin commemorative cases and and fargo see fargo well that's fargo the tv show though right that was billy Bob the tv that's a tv show yeah yeah, yeah. season one yeah. um I'm, sorry, I, I, I'm, I'm doing props i'm doing prop work this, this is why you should if you're one of our incredible listeners over on spotify or or wherever you get your podcast you should come over to youtube so that you could see um the broken closet behind me, a white tree behind Frost, and just walls and walls of art behind uh, Darren. It's still in foil. I haven't opened it. I haven't had time to open it. The bad ones. You know you've made a mistake when stuff's still in foil. (laughs) Yeah, but see, I feel like I, I I would make a more conscious effort to actually watch the stuff I buy, but I am concerned I'll stop experimenting as much. Because I've watched some some really good, surprising stuff that came out of nowhere, and as well as the garbage. I wouldn't do that when it's like, pay up front for it. <laughs> pay it from the yeah. bargain bin. Like, ah, Adam Sandler again. Here we go. <laughs> you know? Adam Sandler again. Uh, you can just keep following Adam Sandler. Uh, he mostly just I... stays at Netflix now, though. It's the thing. You're not really following him. Yeah. So much That's as true. camping in his front yard. <laughs> That's true. Also, I'll talk about Adam Sandler la- uh, later with my Halloween recommendation of Hubie mm-hmm. Halloween, Hub- which okay, is the right. best stupid Adam Sandler movie since the 90s, in my opinion. Okay. All right. With all these qualifiers, sure. I'm not fighting I disagree with it. that. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think well, Zohan is maybe the movies. one competitor, and you can't watch Zohan at the moment. Yeah. You, you, know, you, you yeah, know what else you can't? You can't mess with the Zohan either. Zohan's yeah. from not the 90s, though. So. 
No, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. Zohan was the one that immediately popped into my head, but I'm like, you cannot recommend Zohan at the moment for no, reasons. No. Yeah. 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 <laughs> reasons. Really, uh, really prophetic. It was like Metal Gear yeah. Solid 2. Really, really saw <laughs> yeah. the future. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, Frost, have you, uh, or either of you guess? So the services have started introducing ad tiered. <laughs> versions um which i think initially were free with ads and now it is just a little less money but with ads and that exists on hulu that exists on peacock on paramount um netflix, netflix. just weird because man you do not associate netflix with ads that just yeah. is a weird pairing uh have you have you gone uh to have you have you crossed that threshold at all frost and have you figured out a way to uh better yourself via those ads i'm not paying for premium bro i do push-ups <laughs> i go to the bathroom i grab a snack i'd be planking i'm up to two minute planks now because freebie does this weird thing where it starts you off with like a 15 second ad 15 seconds and then it slowly if you like don't stop it the ads keep getting longer <laughs> So I got up to a two minute ad. Uh, I forgot what I was binging. I'm not sure. But yeah, no, my grip strength is tremendous now. My I'm in better health because I refuse to go for, for the premium. I stretch more. Oh, yeah. I love Life is good. <laughs> Life is good. I love it. Uh, Darren, have you or are you broken like me? And is like, no, only the, <laughs> only the finest top shelf streaming service for me. I, I don't have time for ads. I, I don't like. I don't even have time for video games. I don't have time for ads. Um, I mean, I will I will never watch something at like one or two times speed, but it does feel like, yeah, reintroducing ads is frustrating because even now I do, you know, we, I do the equivalent of what TiVo is in the States where I record television and fast forward through the ads because mm -hmm. I find that time is kind of wasted. And if I do need to go to the bathroom or get up or anything, I will pause. But I like that I have control and it's not an arbitrary point and it's also not selling me whatever it is those services are selling. Who's advertising on those services? Do we know what ads do you see on Netflix? I wonder. Yeah, I, I actually don't. Is it like ads for other Netflix things? Is it ads for like, does it does it like a pull information from what you've watched? Well, that's that's, that's the holy grail. The holy grail is that they can go to advertisers and say we can put you in houses of the exact demographics that you yeah. want. Like again, that that's the classic thing where even if you're paying for a service, you are still the product. The <laughs> whole thing is the algorithm the of like uh, in in the way that um, you know ads at the Super Bowl are at a premium. You only get the top yeah. tier ads at the Super Bowl. If Netflix knows the next season of Stranger Things is coming out, they yeah. can be like, hey, Stranger Things ads are our Super Bowl. If you want your ads to play during Stranger Things season, yeah. I don't know what it's at right now. Uh, uh, you know, you, you're going to have to pay top premium prices for this. But also just imagine the microcasting, though, right? If you if you spend money on advertising at the Super Bowl, you can look at the demographics and you can figure out who you're going to hit just by law of averages, right? But you're presumably going to scatter fire into the crowd. So you're you're advertising something for like 18 to 34 year olds and you're just wasting those eyeballs of those over 50s, right? You go to Netflix and you say, I want to put it's just it's wasted advertising. It's wasted space. I mean, you could be selling erectile medicine instead, you know? I've only so got just... so much left in these eyes and you waste. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's blown but whereas you go to netflix and netflix are like not only can we give you stranger things we can give you the 18 to 34 year olds watching stranger things we can give you the 60 plus audience watching stranger things we can give you the teenagers watching stranger things so you're not your your advertising is technically less wasted than it would be broadcasting it on television because you can narrow cast specifically to the individuals watching by demographic mm -hmm. which is 
frankly terrifying. It's kind of Orwellian in a sense. Almost a personality yeah. test. Like, what do your ads say about you? Yeah. Like, how can you target a man who just follows Jack Black in a bad wig oh. through, throughout different sites? You know, like, oh, you like you want to you want to play that play that game with Netflix at the moment with the tiles, right? You can tell what Netflix thinks about you by the tiles it shows you for yep. the programs and movies. So, like for example, Fair Game, which is the very erotic thriller starring um, Alden Ehrenreich and VB Divener, who are two very beautiful, conventionally attractive twenty-somethings. In order to get me to watch it, it put Eddie Marson in a scarf, staring at the camera, and I was like, "I am so in." Harry <laughs> <laughs> says, "I think mine, I, my no algorithm has any confidence in mine because they try all these different things and they have like sixty-eight <laughs> percent." Like the the confidence score is just sixty eight percent. Now I'm not sure what that says about me, but it just throws You're unreadable. Yeah, anything and whatever. This has happened with Pandora, where it's just like you know what, safe bet, red hot chili peppers again and again and again, and the, the, there's just and no tie there. I'm always amazed. This is a weird conversation about ads, but that ads aren't smarter than they are because, or or the targeting of ads because a couple of years ago, like two or three summers ago, I bought a new mattress. And I, I bought the mattress, and then I kept getting ads for mattresses. And I was like, you stupid motherfuckers. You buy a mattress like once every decade. Start targeting me with the accoutrement for the mattress. Be pillows. like, hey, you got a new bed. What about some pillows? Yeah. Here's a cool duvet. I'm like, how are you so dumb? I already That's a one-time thing. I don't have to buy another mattress for a long time. I feel, like, I feel like you're giving them – you're underestimating them. They're like, I'm going to give them – these mattress things so he doesn't know that i know he has a mattress because oh. it would be suspect if i knew he purchased it you know oh that's good like that's that good. that could just be a clever thing right there so, hmm. and while we're, yeah. before we move back to the whole core cutting advertising thing like it's worth noting that like even services like Amazon, which are not going to introduce ads because for them, it's the magazine rack as you're leaving the store. They're not yeah. interested in selling you advertisements. But even they, like, their shows are the advertisements. You can go to Amazon and you can shop Citadel, right? I don't know why anybody would want to, but you can buy, like, the entire wardrobe and house from Citadel, from the show Citadel. It's like, you give us two grand and we will send you the oak desk and a bunch of suits that Richard Madden wore in this show. Right. Um, yeah, I know. You can smell like Richard Madden on this TV show, even though it's an aural and visual medium. You can smell like he looks and sounds, I That's guess. so weird. For it is fascinating. Again, it, it's the way that you talked about advertising getting smarter. You can yeah. literally go and you can say, no, I, I want to buy the lifestyle presented in this. I don't know if you pay enough, they will get the Rousseaus to come and re-edit your life after you've lived it. But, you know, maybe, maybe are you for an twice a, the price. Are you an active partaker of your algorithm? I am. Like if, it, if the <laughs> Netflix gives me a strange movie that's like that had nothing to do with me, I go in there and I press dislike on it. Because you can dislike oh, thumbs up, Ooh. two thumbs. Yeah. Same thing with, 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 like, with, tic, with TikTok and whatnot, where it's just like, I, I know it wants to play coy. I know it can see me on the camera. And I give it the biggest stank face, thumbs down, middle <laughs> finger, and immediately oh. scroll off. I'll do it. I'll do that on YouTube a lot yeah. because I uh, I like my YouTube algorithm. And every once in a while, if I get a video game review that in big letters says an honest review, I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Uh, block. Get away. From every me. review is an honest review. I don't need you to say honest review in here. Or I'll like hate watch something once. And I'm like, no, no, no. There needs to be like a button where you're like, YouTube, do not judge me. For what I am about I to was do weak because I just want to see what the quartering did this time. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you know, I don't want to see any of his other videos, but just that's incognito mode. Incognito. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you know you can buy a 24 karat gold curling iron that was used on the show Citadel? 
Oh, and a Benko oh, mom uh, satchel see, as well. Why don't they show that stuff? So, like, say, the, wi- <laughs> the witch is done, right? Would you like to buy his sword? Like, I might. <laughs> if the price is right. Or the pendant. I have I have a witcher necklace here. Like, why don't they show so, more of that? Oh, so that, buy, like, her that thing is like a literal show prop. It's not even like, this is the same make and model. It is, this is like... Oh, no, 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 it, it is it's the, same, it's the same make and model we use. So she uses it in the show, but it's like, gotcha. here, if you want to buy it, it's the exact model that she uses. Gotcha. It's not I like thought the they were like literally way. selling like memorabilia. Yeah, you can buy her hair. You can buy Richard yeah. Madden's chest yeah. hair. I knew a guy who kept a Bond boat in a warehouse. <laughs> no, I kid, you, I kid you not, because I worked the land next to it, right? And he paid me like 10 bucks an hour or whatever. And then I had to go clearing out this warehouse. And it was a nice ass speedboat. I was like, you... There's no water nearby. What are you doing with this? He's like, that's one of the seven that they used in that one stunt. Yeah. Yeah, I was that's like, incredible. what? Yeah, these people are wacky. But no, yeah, memorabilia, that kind of stuff, like right here. It's got the, the Witcher. Yeah, and it's it, the Witcher necklace. Yeah. Even I know that, and I don't even know anything about the Witcher. There you go. More of that he stuff. Wears, he, wears the dog, he wears the dog hat on his forehead, or on his <laughs> chest. Uh, a, couple, uh, a couple super chats before we dig a little deeper into this. Um on McRory, thank you so much for your early access. Darren, I watched Manos because of the 250. I'm changed. Manos, oh, Hands of Fate? I'm sorry. Is I that very Manos? sorry. Yes, Manos, The Hand of Fate. We covered it a little. We covered it last Halloween, I think. Um, Wait. Yeah, that was the point where we had guests and they were like, no, you you, you cannot make us watch these movies anymore. It is. Uh, Frosty, do you fair. know of Manos? <laughs> uh, the title confuses me because that's Manos, The Hand of Fate, as in Hand, The Hand of and Fate. And The Hand of Fate. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Hand, hand of Fate. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. It's, it's like, like CIA it, it's agent. Like, yeah, yeah, or pin number. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. No, I've uh, it, is, it. Uh, it is known as one of the worst movies ever made, uh, but has oh. gained a cult following. Like Plan 9 from Outer Space. Uh, okay, yeah. I gotcha. Has gained a cult yeah. following based on how bad it is. Yeah. It's, it's one of those like rural backward horrors that was made by like using dentist money. Is how I would describe it, that kind of thing that Sam Raimi did with Evil Dead. But that, like you used to be able to do where you would just get a bunch of dentists to throw in 20 grand a piece and oh, would yeah. just go to the backwoods and make a horror and then just show it at a drive in and turn a profit. So oh. that just made me laugh because one of my favorite indie games of the moment is this uh, is this Polish horror game called World of Horror that a single developer made over the course of like six years. But he was a part time dentist. And he used his dentist movie to make uh, dentist money dentist movie. to make this uh, to make this horror game. And so that was when you said like dentist money, I was like, oh, is that just like a lot of horror thing? Like dentists love to make horror, but no, apparently. I, yeah, I was thinking. Well, like, de- dentists have lots of cash and low standards. It seems yeah. like. apparently. I see. I was thinking it's films that like somebody loses their teeth or something makes you want to go to the dentist after. And, oh, and they're gotcha. like, there's yeah. a noticeable uptick of dental visits after this movie comes out. It's like, yeah, okay. yeah. But American History oh, X with Bite the it, Curb. Everyone's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, like, Den- yeah dentist <laughs> yeah. movie right there. Manos, The Hand of Fate was made in 1966 by a fertilizer salesman on a $19,000 budget with a camera that could only shoot 32 seconds of silent footage in a take. Hot. <laughs> the ingenuity. <laughs> yeah. Again, I mean, it's an experimental art house film. Limitations. Yeah. 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 Weird. Um, only shoot 30 seconds a day. Yeah. The movie was made with a meeting between Oscar-winning screenwriter Sterling Siliphant, which is a great name, at a Texas coffee shop. Warren had met Siliphant while filming a walk-on as a bus driver in an episode of Route 66. During conversation, Warren boasted to the Oscar-winning screenwriter that making a movie wasn't so hard. 
anybody could make a movie. Heck, even he could make a movie. Warren Betsilifant that he could take a film all the way from conception to completion. Tellingly, the first outline of his master script was written then and there on napkins. Listen, I am such a fan of spite-based results <laughs> of being like, yeah, I could do this. And just purely getting something to the finish line out of spite. Uh, I truly, I truly that, love That's that. my second favorite trope. My first is, I didn't know I couldn't. Yeah. I didn't know I couldn't, followed by, you said I couldn't, so I did. Yeah. What's, what's the what's the one it's the Truffaut movie um the 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 400 blows which is the one where he was kicked out of can as a critic because he was too harsh in the 1950s and he was like well fuck you all i'm gonna come back as a director next year i'm gonna make the best fucking movie and like the next year can we're like okay fair fair <laughs> i want to see the opposite happen i want an uve bowl to be like i'm gonna write the most incredible film criticism too many blow your mind there's too many of those <laughs> um that's uh that's that's pretty incredible uh also if steven soderbergh would have been like i made a movie that i can only shot 35 seconds at a time black and white silent everyone would be like oh what a genius but this guy doesn't everyone's like who's this asshole (laughs) i mean i I do feel like yeah i do feel like there's a difference in that like steven soderbergh's like black and white silent 32 second like take movie would be good tremendous yeah yeah <laughs> it would have been made by somebody who knows what a movie is and didn't make it out of like not even spite but contempt for the art form like making a movie is not that hard he says hmm. i would love someone to make a video game who just is like video games are fucking stupid and i'm gonna make one just to show you how <laughs> dumb they are there's got to be a game that is that right for us i've seen what if that's kojima some of them kojima's like this is a dumb medium i would love that <laughs> the stupid medium <laughs> I'm only here for the disc space, really. <laughs> this film is expensive. <laughs> uh, uh, SVS Guru with a two euro dodo. Thank you so much, SVS Guru. Yar har fiddle dd. Oh, yar har fiddle dd. A little piracy going on here. Golden age of piracy. Oh, I think that was in reference to piracy. Darren, do you have thoughts on piracy? We talked, when I know, I was like, young- Jack is like a very anti-pirate. Yeah. Well, when I when I was younger, I was a lot more ardently anti-pirate in the sense of like, look, people made art, you should pay them for it, and you should encourage studios to make art. Over the past couple of years, uh, as somebody who like values the existence of art in any form whatsoever, and who has like realized that we are getting back to the stage where like studios are paying people to like drive dump trucks full of like tape recordings of classic tv shows and dump them in the hudson river um we're in that era of streaming at the moment part of me is like i i understand streaming as an sorry piracy as a necessity uh for preservation and for archiving so i've kind of again i've kind of i'm a lot more liberal on it than i used to be i don't like to do it myself but i don't judge um and i kind of yeah i mean you meant you asked the question about physical media. I will say I've been buying more physical media lately because it seems like increasingly when I want to watch something specific, not when I want to watch a thriller, not when I want to watch an action movie, when I want to say watch all of the Michael Mann movies, you know, I have to order a Blu-ray copy of Thief because it's not yeah. streaming anywhere in Ireland. Um, you know, when I'm watching the the John Carpenter movies, I have to get myself a Blu-ray copy of um, like Dark Star because that's not streaming anywhere inexplicably. Like I, so I understand with that logic why piracy is kind of necessary and essential. Um, and also as a Doctor Who fan, where have you heard the thing with Doctor Who? Where like which one famously. Now? <laughs> 
Oh, fair, fair. But famously, <laughs> there's um, there are lost episodes, episodes that have been deleted from the archives because obviously the BBC needed to use the tapes for more important things, like I guess recording episodes of this morning. So there are entire episodes of Doctor Who that just do not exist anymore outside of tape recordings that people made watching it off television in the 60s. People hooking up like audio recording and reels and spools. And those are the only records that exist of these classic shows from the 60s. In fact, I have some in the thing here. I won't dig them out. But where they've gone back and people have animated over those audio recordings of the original episodes, which is a form of piracy. It would only mm-hmm. exist, you know, just for piracy, which is incredible, you know. But yeah, sorry, the, the comment is what uh, Vinny the web surfer pointed out there, which is that, uh, yes, like we're now 60 years after the launch of Doctor Who. And apparently the first ever four episodes of Doctor Who have suddenly been lost because one of the guys who owns the rights to them has refused to share them with the BBC. So you go on the BBC and you can watch every episode of Doctor Who, aside from the first ones that were broadcast in 1963. There you go. Yeah. A very nuanced topic. The same thing exists in games. There was a a study earlier in the year, sometime in the summer, about how something like 85% of retro games uh, have not been preserved on modern hardware. And so 85% of, of video games. Oh, they have to be created, emulated. So they have to be emulated. And so that's the yeah. thing is like it's at this end. That's even the games are a, a more complicated thing than I would say movies or, or television, just because like getting hardware to run a PlayStation three game, even on a PC is complicated because the emulator is notoriously complex um, because that was a very strange architecture. Uh, and so, and there's, there's some companies who, you know, there's companies like I am eight bit and limited run who's in the video game preservation society, which no, that was like a King sunk. <laughs> no, the video game preservation society. I started thinking of the village green preservation society. And I was like, those are, those are separate things. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like if you have an interest in those things, like I think there's a very there is a uh, there's t- two different types of piracy. There is the look what I did. I was able to download Super Mario Wonder and play it this weekend uh, for free. I did it, and then there is this thing is not legally available literally anywhere. Yeah. But I'm doing this because I'm curious about it, and and art deserves to be experienced. So yeah, there you yeah. Go. yeah. It's not about morals. I just like stealing things. You ever taken a pen from a hotel? A nice one. Oh my god! It's it's better than when they give you a free pen. That's what you it's can not take a, a pen from a hotel. It's legal, right? Those aren't their yeah. pens. I don't know. I mean, it, it feels like Frost is enacting that scene from Goodfellas, where like, um, sorry, from Casino, where like Ace Rothstein is complaining about all the gamblers, all the big gamblers, these like whales who gamble two hundred million dollars at a time, yeah. who just show up in the hotel rooms with big empty suitcases and yeah. load themselves full of soaps and towels yeah. and pens. Yeah. 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 No, that's the <laughs> thing about hotel rooms. They turn you into a thief as soon as you yeah. step in. You're, you're like, what can I take? So what's not bolted, yeah, what's not bolted <laughs> yeah. down uh as, as it goes though um i more so like i have my own thoughts on on piracy but i never care for the conversation because it turns into one of two things you get the people who are like what if it's not available as you said or then you get others like pale king who's just like but what if my child is ill and i need to steal medicine from the walgreens we've gone from pirating a movie <laughs> to your son should go see a doctor why are you asking yeah. me right now if, you, if your son's ill you know weird time for that conversation case by case how does it go you know because like you said that guy was a prick he owns the rights to it M- maybe a little pirate little robin hood wouldn't wouldn't hurt there but 
You also have things like Christopher Nolan refuses to release that one movie that, uh, what was it, a, a Kane's Cons, that, that they go, this is the best thing we've ever seen, and no one else can see it. I was like, Larceny. Yeah. Like, maybe uh, take one for the team. <laughs> like, <laughs> in case by Frost case. sneaks out of Cannes holding like a giant film reel under his shirt. That's <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So it all just comes down to like case by case basis. To it's you can put in your morals, you can do whatever. But if your entire goal in this conversation is to get angry, I mean, do it quick. You know, just yeah, just do it quick. Well, yeah, and like it sort of goes uh, hand in hand with that other conversation we've had on a bunch of different shows of when you make a single thing like your identity. You're like, yeah, I'm the pirate guy. I steal, yeah. and unless you're Luffy. Unless you're Luffy, he could be the pirate Good guy because he's great because he also cares about being friends with the people. Um, it's just like one of those if like your whole thing is like, yeah, I pirate. It's like, yeah, get, get more hobbies, <laughs> like, yeah. become become well-rounded. Or at least just say you enjoy it. That's what I, that's how I say it. So I don't I don't mind some people being naughty. It's just when they make it out to be something else. Yeah. Just say, then you get in these you get in these scenarios like Willow. Like, yeah, should you? If you really dug that Willow exist. show, or, or if you really dug that Willow right. show, and you're like, I want to watch that Willow show again, you, as of right now, it doesn't exist, right? Or uh, what? You, what do you call it? The, during um, bloody hell, G two A, when all those developers were saying, just pirate our games. Yeah, you know? yeah. If the if the owner says pirate it, okay, would you then? Yeah. If you were staunch anti pirating, and the and the guy who made it goes, yeah, go ahead. Would you still? Would you not? Because this speaks more about yourself than it does about the situations. And that's what I'm trying to get at, where it's just like, sure, this conversation's fun, if nothing else. But uh, condemn it, condone it. I am a case-by-case guy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, Um, part of me is like, I will happily pay. Like, I, I engage in things that are, like, almost as illegal as piracy in order to pay for things that I don't want to pirate. Yeah, yeah. Like, if I want to get out of the country just to that, pay. That's quite literally, it's like, yeah, technically I like evade international tax by streaming using a VPN. Now yeah. I pay HBO Max in order yeah. to stream that content <laughs> and I pay the VPN provider for the convenience of using it. But technically that's also not entirely in the green legally or morally. And it's like, take my money. I am trying to give you money in return for access to this thing. Anyway, 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 sorry. This is that's yeah, yeah there's a bugbear as well. A bugbear? That's a Dungeons and Dragons thing. <laughs> we uh, had to fight a bugbear to like, have, have we gotten to the point where it's been so long, but Gabe Newell's whole thing on Steam, the, the marketplace, he says, yeah. um, uh, thank you, whoever put it in the chat there, that piracy happens due to bad service. That's his whole thing. It was like, if yeah. I, it, it wouldn't be a question of piracy if I could just offer it at a proper, like, here you go. This is as simple as that. Two buttons, done. Right. Yeah. Uh, so that, that's where it all gets tangled up and whatnot. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. The links I'd go through, like Darren said, border illegal for some things that I would try and just so I could properly let me give you money. Yeah. yeah. Well, I forgot what it was. Jack was going on about some game that he could not get his hands on that he's like, I want to get it proper. But how he's like, can I just like pirate it and PayPal the guy money? Because yeah. even people who are staunch <laughs> anti pirate will find that there's just some moments. And also yeah. the other way around, where it's like, I won't, I won't do that. Can I look at the entire credits here and just send everybody two dollars? And and <laughs> will that make it morally acceptable? So, um, between you and God, in the end, yeah. 
Yeah. Well, no, I, I think it's between you and you, to be fair. I think that <laughs> I think you're, you're entirely right. It's a person's decision to make on their own basis. I don't judge people, but I also there are things that I would prefer to hand over money for. Yeah. I think, you know, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Well, you even had that same. Uh, it's a bunch of different conversations, but the whole thing of like YouTube cracking down on ad block and and, you know, people people getting mad at that and being like, oh, I have to watch ads on YouTube. And it's like, well, there's a there's an entire conversation about how do people you know, spend their time to create something and don't they deserve to be fairly compensated? And we have the same thing with our, with the stuff we make, you know, whether it's the, the memberships or super chats or, you know, Patreon or, or YouTube memberships, anything like that. So, um, yeah, it's a much, much larger conversation and one that I don't know if has still has anything to do with the streaming service topic we were talking about, but I think it does actually, I think it goes hand in hand. You it, think so? Genuinely. Yes. Um, from the whether it be from the start of it, you know, because I could just pirate it, or every time that there is a price hike, back to pirating and the like. Oh, I've been stealing this whole time, you know. It's yeah. not. It's not something. Is it's as much as I say I do. There's a joy in kleptomania. It's not something that I would wish upon because I'm. I don't know anything about torrenting. I generally wouldn't know how to pirate things. I wish it was. <laughs> easier you, you know it is it is a thing of service <laughs> i have friends who are just like oh yeah I've, i bought this server then i have all these adam sandler like movies server, in. yeah and, and i'm like what how do how do how do i do that and then they try to explain it i'm like you know what no i don't i don't wanna this is too complicated yeah I mean, like, and also, like, again, not this is this is where I worry. I'm old man shaking fist at sky, but it's like, I don't know how big a deal piracy is in terms of like money spent because you can't guarantee that everybody who pirates something is going to what something would hand over money if they weren't able to pirate it. But that said, I do think it is a major concern if I am running a studio, particularly if I'm say Universal, hypothetically speaking. And let's say I had a movie coming out on Friday. Let's say, and let's say it were like. I don't know, about five nights at a place run by the Frederick or something, right? So let's say I were releasing that movie in theaters, and it was a movie that was aimed at a crowd that was young and that was tech literate and knew their way around a computer and their way around the internet, right? Now, going to be piracy no matter what I do. Somebody's going to sneak a video camera in there on opening weekend. Somebody's going to try and crack a USB containing the, the file or whatever. But, you know, it's difficult, and those are usually low-quality rips, etc. What I would not do if I were Universal Studios, is I would not put that simultaneously on my streaming service, which, by the way, has a notoriously low subscriber count. So they're not really going to watch and watch it anyway, but it's going to be on there in like 180p in a format that is easily ripped and then can therefore be distributed around the internet for free pirate the day that it releases in cinemas. If I were like hypothetically a company like Universal, I would maybe not do that as my business model. I would maybe be like, you know, put it in a format that is harder to pirate, at least initially. But that would be my take. I mean, that was the all during the pandemic with HBO, right? Like, yeah. I'm I don't know if there was ever data on that. But like what uh, like those movies had to be instantly available, yeah. like to torrent, right? All the yeah. all every one of those HBO movies from Mortal Kombat to Godzilla <laughs> Kong to Suicide Squad, everything that released uh, straight to um, HBO Max at the time or HBO. Was it Max at the yeah. time? I don't know what it was. No, it was HBO Max at the time. Okay. It, yeah. Then they dumped HBO because apparently that was the problematic part yeah. of the title. Did you know you go to jail if you call it just HBO? <laughs> you got to call it Max now. Sorry. They, they show up at your door. Um, David yeah, Zaslov yeah. himself, he parks his yacht in your driveway, one of yeah. his seven yachts, and knocks on your door. <laughs> yeah, with, with some muscle behind him. Uh, 
uh, I, I have no idea what movie you could possibly be talking about, but uh, tune in on Friday uh, for Darren's In the Frame on Five Nights at Freddy's. Completely unrelated. It's spooky. Which you haven't seen yet. You have, you have no judgment. I have not, I have not I seen hope, yet. I hope you come out of it delighted and that you just want to, you're just going to start wanting to play all these Five Nights at Freddy's world. games. You just start subscribing to Matt Pat. You want to hear all about uh, his game, game theory. You know who Matt Pat is? You can't review this movie if you don't know who Matt don't, Pat is. Don't. I it's told not, you I've been. It's not bad or anything, but I've been looking at screen caps. That's as far as my research has gone. It's been like, okay, what do these games look like? I'll give you ten thousand Matt Pat videos to watch. Also, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to talk about Matt Pat later on in this episode, <laughs> which is insane. Shout out to Matt Pat getting two two shouts on, on a movie podcast. Uh, Walker O two. Oh, what were you going to say? I'm just saying, I, I I love my editors at the Escapist, like where where Nick is like, I need you to watch C, I need you to watch C and have a hot take on C, and I love that Marty is like, no 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 no, ten thousand hours of Matt Pack. It's the it's the how you become an expert. Ten thousand hours and something oh. you become an expert. You gone weird, Marty. Hold on. Yeah. Give it oh, a no, second. Yeah, just so just a little bit. Give it a second. We got storms in the Midwest, I imagine. Uh, That's still weird. Getting better, getting better. Can I get, come back? Think you're, you're settling? I was just riding back and forth. Better than before, but still a bit odd. Oh, no. Uh, do you want to read the Super Chats while I get back? Yeah, we can, we can do that. Yeah. Well, you start at Walker O2. Walker if you go up a little bit. Dang. Ah, there we go. Walker O2, member for 35 months early access. Get to catch Ooh. Darren live today. Cheers. We do. We have Darren in the flesh. Thank you. My own flesh. Wave at him so he knows it is, in fact, live. There you go. See, that's not scripted at all. Joel Rowe, two euro. Gonna <laughs> AI generated, Darren. Oh, yeah. There we go. Gonna sub <laughs> Paramount Plus or FNAF movie. Happy Halloween. Corrected that in the chat. It's actually on Peacock. Um, just in case. Just in case anybody is paying money to Paramount, which I'm sure Paramount would love. Like, I... I I want to watch the Kane Mutiny Court Martial. It's on Paramount Plus and Showtime in the States, but it's not overseas yet. I want to watch it. Sorry. What that's the, my little What do they got Plus there? Rant. Like October Sky or something? And then Mr. <laughs> Mr. Calzone to $1. Thank you. Thank you. No message. Let me see if you said anything after that. Ah, there we go. What factors or industry shifts contributed to the bursting of the streaming bubble and how might this impact the future of digital content consumption and distribution? If not YouTube, Twitch, then who? Who? Where to now after the bubble? Well, again, I think the, the bubble was in large part due to a confluence of circumstances which nobody could have predicted. Uh, the most obvious is the fact that like most of the companies driving it were tech companies, so they weren't studios, therefore they weren't transparent. Like For Apple and Amazon, their spending on streaming doesn't matter in the grand scheme of their companies. It's a drop in the ocean. So they can spend large sums of money. They can give Martin Scorsese $200 million and not have to answer to shareholders based on performance. So they can invest as much as they want in streaming for as long as they want in the hopes that it will eventually pay off. And those are always valued again, like technology companies where the value of a tech company is in its potential rather than in its actual deliverables. You are investing in a tech company because you hope it will pay off in the future. And that is not how the studios worked. So that's not how Warner Brothers worked, Disney worked, um, Sony, etc. Right. Uh, and obviously then the pandemic happened and we were all trapped at home, locked in boxes with our screens, 
desperately needing to be fed our mouths and our eyes open just waiting to be gorged the perfect cocktail right at the moment that this streaming boom was launching so of course you subscribed to all these services and of course these services were initially offered at low prices because the initial drive was going to be subscriber based it was going to be we are going to get as broad a base as possible in the hopes that everybody paying us eight dollars a month will feed us for the rest of all time and then the reason we're in the situation now is a there's no longer a pandemic there's an inflation crisis wages are stagnant um and people don't have the money to spend anymore so people are dropping off and as people are dropping off prices are rising which is forcing more people to drop off which is why we're we're in the bubble burst that we're in. Sorry, that was There's, a long answer. Oh, that's what I asked for. Wait, am I back in my email? Oh, you got worse. Ooh. I've got burst? Yeah, you got worse. Okay, you didn't get burst. You're not the streaming bubble. Okay. Right. Leave and come back. All right, that okay. works. Yeah, good. Okay, that works. Sorry. Yeah, there he Sorry. goes. Into the void. There goes the cameras. <laughs> you got my forehead, Darren's forehead. Oh, Darren's shoulder. Forehead. Our shoulders are together. Oh, oh okay. Side. A little bit, yeah. a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, there, yeah, this way. Dap me up. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> we, we should do something where we pass a prop. Oh, just we from could. One if only. Other. Yeah. What what thing do all three of us what own? What do we have in yeah. common? Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know. And uh, we got here. Oh, here we go. Is he back? He's back. Uh, he's trying to come back. I think he's starting up his camera, maybe. Ooh, suspense, palpable. That's I don't know why it's suspenseful. We know what Marty looks like. Yeah, and we right? know where he. Is. Hey, Marty. Did I return? Yeah. So back, Marty. You are so Marty's back. Marty's so back. Do I sound good? Did yeah, yeah, it? yeah. It looks like you, you always sound it. good, Marty. Oh, yeah. my God. Well, except when I sound like a robot. <laughs> you can't say I always sound good. I need real criticism. I don't need you guys blow, blowing my ass. Jesus, blowing Thank smoke up pardon. my ass. What? <laughs> also, what's going on with this dog? Where'd this dog come from? Yeah, I have a dog. It's a film critic dog. What's the dog's oh. name? That, one? that one's Bane. After Baneling oh, from Star Martin. Trek, not oh. not that Bane. <laughs> I don't know what Bane. Yeah. There's only. One I love Bane. that we're not coming back to the HR comment that Marty made there. No, <laughs> things you cannot say in a meeting, Marty. Mm-hmm. Oh no, uh, no, that was an accident. That's fine. <laughs> you, <laughs> any, any whoopsie you can do. Um, your audio's fine. You're frozen. Yeah, uh, like the film. You can let it go. Yeah. Honestly, oh no, yeah, that might be on. Pressing, yeah. Oh, hold on, we're back. We're so back. <laughs> we are so back. <laughs> it's great. I love that I'm not the cause of technical problems this week. It's so refreshing. Right, yeah. Uh-huh. This might be just Normally a, I'm the problem. A Midwestern thing, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> All right. What do you know? So um, while we're waiting... Yeah, we'll just continue, any news? <laughs> continue reading through continue, these. Any uh, news with me? You, go in, you know, just global affairs, as per yeah. usual. Why we can't watch the Zohan. We'll keep on with the Super Chats. Snake in the Garden with a two euro because Frost is wise beyond his years. Thank you. Thank he you. is. At times, yeah. Luna and Victor. Lovely name. Welcome to credit. Look at that. And Zarathur with the two dollar ERs. Oh no, not Matthew Pathew. That is uh, Matt Pat from Game Theory. Yeah, I, 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 uh, I don't know if, it's a, if I should be scared or intrigued or curious. You should be horrified. Okay, yeah, I should be horrified. Fear him. Uh, let me do one thing real quick here. I'm, uh, okay, all right. Um, Stake of the Garden suggested that I show people some stuff in the room. So, okay. like, while we're waiting, let okay. me. Ju- I'm gonna go. Actually, I'm gonna it's go ahead and just vintage Doctor Who collections. Look, huh? Look, old DVDs, physical media. It's fantastic. Uh, oh, and what else we got here? We got. Oh, we got a 
copies of my book unsold copies of my book uh which is great not great but you know it is it is what it is um what else have we got here Ooh, we got giant oh marty's restarting his router okay he's back oh oh he's not back we're not we're not back we'll at take all. him a sec yeah <laughs> yeah they said uh, but yeah, so yeah the old comic books which is great comic books and whatnot what's your most prized possession that you would hate for people to steal Probably don't show my it. House. Yeah, house. Yeah, that's it. And I'll tell you exactly where it is, and oh. the combination. Um, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Sorry, the chat's getting a bit wild. I think. Ah, anyway. it's just one guy making a comeback. Oh, okay. All right, grand. Yeah. Um, See, it's, I, it's 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 Marty. It's not Marty. <laughs> I had I had the, it's not Marty. No, I had the I had the vibes. The guy just you know to go from. Throwing out a bunch of strange political accusations on one account and then swapping to Lauren Lauren Bobert. Bobert, yeah. Bobert, yeah, to try um, and prove the a woman point. who had yeah, the um the Beetlejuice show, right? She was I know I know there's other stuff she's famous for, but the Beetlejuice show is the one that sticks in the memory, right? Sure, yeah, sure. Sort of like yeah, that. as as you do. Um As you do. Yeah. <laughs> what happened? Did Wisconsin run out of internet again? Yeah, no. Scorsese on Scorsese. It's a great little You're gonna book. have to hold yeah. it higher. He's gone. Oh, okay. Sorry. There, Sorry. Like by your head. There, there, we, go. there we go. There we go. Scorsese on Scorsese. Scorsese Great book. Scorsese. Yeah. We're going to have to have an episode where it is all the Scorsese talkings. Because I, I love how, oh, what was it? Him and it was Christopher Nolan talking about the Taylor Swift film. Yeah. How he's just like, yeah, I'm all about it. But they would expect because of this uh, this narrative that it's like, oh, the old directors, just like old crusty movies. But you've got Killer, Killers of the Flower Moon, huge demographic under 35. And then yeah. the Taylor Swift movie is like, I'm down. Oh, yeah. there we go. We got yeah. Prime Marty. I can We're see. back. Um, Perfect. Talk about T-Swift. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did miss the T-Swift. We're talking about like oh, the two the two great T-Swift fanboys, uh, Christopher Nolan and Martin Scorsese. Have you guys heard this new uh theory that taylor swift is the ghostwriter of the upcoming spy movie with henry cavill being directed by matthew vaughn called argyle i've heard so much about matthew vaughn this week <laughs> but not this specific. not this not one this. no i heard he wants to do a bunch of prequel stuff uh for like skywalker yeah. and other things <laughs> And then he just keeps talking. He's like, we need to do more stories about the Skywalkers. Okay. I mean, yeah. he's also he's also making a sequel to the greatest post credit scene in the history of cinema. To be oh, fair, with Hitler, with Hitler, with Hitler. <laughs> with Hitler. Yeah. Um, it's like you're watching The King's Man, and you're like, the only way this movie could possibly get any better is if there's a mid credit scene in which Adolf Hitler is teased as the sequel villain, and then yeah, the movie gets coming. better. Um, it's coming. <laughs> Um, That's so great. This, Daniel Bruhl who introduces him as well. So it's like it's possibly the most insulting thing you could ask Daniel Bruhl to do. <laughs> um, oh, poor guy. Uh, but yeah, the uh, uh, so Polygon put up this piece um, that it's it's kind of a goof piece, but uh, on on TikTok there's this sort of th rumbling about how this movie Argyle is based on a book by a first-time author who has no presence in the world. Like, no one knows who this woman is. She has no footprint. However, she, like, did her first tweet ever on Taylor Swift's birthday the other year. And there's, like, all these, like, small things, and people are like, is this book, is this, like, a book ghost, or like a Richard Bachman slash uh, whatever Rowling's fake-ass name was for the those books that were bad. Stephen um, King. <laughs> 
No, yeah. no, J.K. Rowling. What was that? <laughs> that would be quite a reveal if J.K. That. Rowling was really Stephen King no, all along. Stephen, well, no, my, 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 my pen name would be some other actual famous person. Oh, like Tom, so you'd be like Tom Michael Cruise, Keaton's real writer. name is oh. Michael Douglas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Tom Cruise in parentheses the writer. The writer. Um, <laughs> so, anyways, I'm just going Tom, Tom uh, Cruise I, with a Z. Um, yeah. Oh no, C R U Z. You related to Ted? Um, oh, but yeah, that's my. Um, I read this article. Uh, I don't actually think she's the author, but I know she's the author of this movie. So I'm excited <laughs> to see this movie. Well, she's directing her own movie. She is like she becoming is. an auteur. Is it None Too Well? Is that the movie she made where Dylan O'Brien was Jake Gyllenhaal? Am I remembering? Yeah, that, that was like the the short film based on the song All Too Well. Yeah, yeah, All Too yeah. Well. There we go. Um, um, we should also point out that I- Jake Gyllenhaal. I know supposed about I, it. I, I know. I, I, I don't even know. Like, I'm not basing this on anything aside from the fact that I was looking at Dylan O'Brien and I was like, there's no way he's meant to be any other human being in this video, right? Like, if I didn't know. Yeah, if I didn't know that Jake, like, even if I didn't know Jake Dylan Hall and Taylor Swift had had a relationship, and even if I didn't know that Taylor Swift wrote music inspired by her relationships, I'd still be like, he's giving me real Dylan Hall vibes here. <laughs> Also, his um, character was named Johnny Jarko, which was like, that seems... Was it oh, really? Okay. No, it was not. Oh, come on now. Don't do that to me. God. Well, uh, while we're on the Scorsese kick, I just want to shout out his cameo in, is it Never Go Back, the Justin Bieber concert film, which has a wonder... Oh, no, it's it's the... it's the What's the name of the guys? Harry Styles. What band was Harry Styles one in? Direction. Zane Malik. One Direction. The One Direction concert film, I think it is, where Marty is seen inter- bringing his daughter, his youngest daughter, to their concert and meeting them backstage. And he just appears in the background of the shot looking really uncomfortable. So I yeah. absolutely believe that, that Marty was there opening weekend for the Eras tour. This is cinema. Yeah. Yeah, this, this is cinema. Is cinema. Um, yeah, Scorsese down on MCU, very high on uh, on T Swizz. Um, no, I, sorry, going back before I turned into a robot. I don't know if the conversation moved on, but the last thing I wanted to talk about with the streaming services, and then I promise we can move on because we need to. We'll, we'll actually wrap up in time. Uh, is uh, it felt like there used to be services and maybe there still are occasionally where you're like i need to be sub to this because this is the thing in the monoculture right now and maybe that comes i feel i feel Um. like it happens a lot with netflix of like tiger king dropped during the pandemic and everyone's talking about tiger king so i'm kind of left out if i'm not sub to this stranger things drops and you get that same thing uh the the um the bulls documentary hbo had that with game of thrones i do you think they still have it with like the last of us or house of the dragon those don't feel as big as game of thrones even though i really liked both of them obviously after the idol i bet say the idol right that's that's what you want to say marty yeah with how many subs were uh did they lose after they canceled the idol after they canceled or after they deleted the last episode see that's we need to pirate the last episode of the idol oh uh it only exists in our dreams in the dreams of uh young weekend but yeah i mean it doesn't feel like what now feels necessary like is there any streaming thing that feels like necessary to be a part of of larger pop culture Uh, I think it comes down to utility, right? So like how much actual just use you're getting out of the entire thing. Um, And then the other thing would just be, do you want to watch it? Because as you said, it's (laughs) difficult being a critic 
and not going like I should have all of these for for my work for being part of the culture and all that kind of stuff but what we have now is like we almost have an alternating schedule where we go Netflix announced that this thing was going to come out on November that's cool let's maybe get Netflix on November and then December looks like it could be a max type of thing depending on whatever they announce like the bear I got Hulu for the bear yeah Yeah. absolutely and then absolutely it's gone you know, you didn't see me again. Not, uh, no Nacho Libre either. It's like nothing to keep me there. Um, okay. But then it comes so down to... So you don't to, mind being a uh, sort of like a mercenary when it comes to... Uh, oh, no. Because, because you don't I, mind being like, I'll give you a month and that's all I'm going to give Yeah, because I feel like people don't want to deal with the hassle of canceling or like I'm a streak or something like that. I don't know. I'm okay with just like, don't forget to cancel that. I cancel it early. They'll... They they don't cut yeah. it off like no, right when you I don't do need it. the last week. No, 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 that's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they don't just like, oh, okay, you're done. You're like you're done. Like you still get the rest of the month. You know, but it is a hassle to to keep track of that. But as I said before, so what you want to watch and then utility. So for me, that would be Prime because I get other stuff with Prime. Yeah, and Disney Plus is probably your biggest bang for buck as far as like I have children. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's, that's just gonna maybe they start offering a bunch of other random services with their. <laughs> yeah here have a and disney plus i would have said at the beginning disney plus with the first season of mando felt um necessary like that felt like that was like a giant pop culture moment and as we've now gotten the fire hose of star wars and marvel they've yeah. just it's clearly been diluted you know whether you like the things or not um they've they kind of feel like they've lost their importance in the overall culture but yeah, that, that that's the thing is that like Mando was one of a kind. Nobody had ever mm-hmm. done anything quite like that before, and now there are like eighty hours of stuff just like that, and exactly just like that. I yeah. do think the services that will probably survive and will probably be essential. Netflix just by sheer size, it's it's a brand onto itself. Like we call the recent writers' strike and the ongoing actors' strike the Netflix strike for a reason. It's not going away, so that's going to stick around. Um. And I think people will continue to subscribe to it for the brand reason. Disney Plus, particularly if you're a parent, gives you instant access to all of the cartoons and stuff that you can trust children to watch, which is important. Mm-hmm. You can't do that with YouTube anymore. So if you're a parent, Disney Plus <laughs> is an essential service. And I think per per Frost's suggestion there, like Amazon Prime, because it's free shipping. It comes with free shipping and everybody, most people... Yeah. Uh, want free shipping from Amazon. And then I think you're right. The idea is you'll end up with people roving and roaming month to month kind of grazing. Um, I do think you'll see numbers going up and down over time. Again, like this is the thing for me that I find really strange. It's about cable as well. But like back during cable, people would not accept a bundle that cost less than what they wanted if it contained extra stuff that they didn't want. Like, it's, it's a really bizarre thing about consumers. Yeah, yeah. If consumers wanted, like, four channels on cable, and there was a bundle that offered them, like, seven channels for the same price or slightly less, they would pay for the four channels separately, even though it added up to a greater total. Yeah, what what I need is, Hallmark for, you know? Yeah. I, I don't want Hallmark, even though it cost me less to have Hallmark. Yeah. I have sports at the moment from my cable provider, even though I don't watch sports, because it gets it's seven euros cheaper than not having sports. Um, and that, that I think is the future as well. You, you mentioned esports like you, we mentioned that Toy Story thing that happened that I've already <laughs> have you kind seen of regressed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've seen yeah. bits and pieces. Of, I've seen it. enough I'm of it. Sure what yeah. Happened. Yeah. No, um, it's, Woody, it's, Woody died. <laughs> Woody died. <laughs> Woody died. Ambulance <laughs> came to him off the field. It was a canon event. Um, yeah. it Buzz is now dating Taylor Swift, I think, as well, was a big reveal. Um, but like 
you're going to start seeing more of that sort of stuff where we're getting into the market of like trying to expand the base and trying to make these services essential. Um, like, yeah, it's, it's what was the service that HBO is now melding like their sports section into, into max. Yeah. With barstool sports, that's Bar, yeah. uh, sports is the last, cause also sports do feel kind of like one of the last monoculture events. And well, you have to uh, watch them live. You have to watch them live, and all of the services are are getting into it. Amazon has Thursday night football games. Uh, Apple TV has gotten into baseball and soccer, and there's big uh, big talk of them wanting to, to to get a like prime football game slot. Um, ESPN already has, you know, and 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 Hulu already have the the Monday night games. HBO is going to have basketball games. Like it's a matter of like there's, I'm sure, who gets you the know, World Cup? Someone's. Uh, that's a good question. Because I feel like that would globally probably be the yeah. most valuable thing, right? Um, yeah. I, it was a big idea. It was a big deal when uh, Peacock obviously had the uh, Olympics, and that ended up being a disaster. Or it, it was supposed to launch <laughs> with the Olympics, right? And then the Olympics got uh, yes. delayed because of COVID. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh my god! Was, I'm now wondering what like the the like their answer to the Toy Story football game would be. Would it be like Michael Myers and the Exorcist at the Olympics? It would just be David Gordon Green characters. <laughs> yeah, they, from they, like all is like all the real girls. Oh, like, like yeah, George Washington. Uh, we yeah. digitally inserted Michael Myers chasing the sprinters in the hundred yard dash. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh my god, that's a little too real. Yeah, oh, a little too real right there. Uh, yeah, just velociraptors everywhere. Wait, that's yeah. Jurassic Park, right? That works. But that is that is that is universal. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Very oh dumb. God. But the next Olympics are going to be held in Jurassic Park. Oh, wow listen that kind of be incredible but yeah someone's had to have been like hey how much money for us to air the super bowl on our streaming service and i'm sure the nfl said no because paywalling that would be insane insane but, yeah is there there's apple probably has the money to ostensibly convince them right like mm. um i don't know mm. yeah I don't, I don't think that'll that'll actually be happening but um yeah we'll see a, well, that's that's uh, that's why Disney are doing stuff like the Toy Story stuff to show that they mm -hmm. can offer stuff that isn't money. Like the whole point of the Toy Story thing is we can't just offer you money. We can offer you IP. Everybody likes IP, right? It's like, what are Apple going to do? CGI foundation characters over yeah. the map? Steve Jobs himself. <laughs> <laughs> he's a, he's just, the ref. <laughs> I just want Disney, I want Disney to get NASCAR and uh, have it over like a pod race. Oh, over cars? Like, oh, yeah, okay. I was to Eve. I will. I was I was kind of down if it would be cars. Yeah, yeah they'll yeah, all be maybe. voiced by Owen Wilson and like wow, a computer generated wow. Paul Newman. Um, <laughs> this is bleak. I don't like this at all. Mm. Um, do you guys want to transition over to Halloween? Spookiest time of the year. Oh, spooky now. Let's go. Do you guys? Right. Do you guys? Do you, are you feeling like? Can you feel? Can you feel? Do you have the Halloween spirit? It was eighty degrees yesterday. No. Yeah, it's really hot today. It's very hot. It doesn't feel like. Yeah, it's like a hot storm, and I don't like it. I know. It feels like at the start of the of the movie Halloween, where it's like the leaves are on the lawn, but then you can see the other lawns have nothing on them because it yeah. was not shot in the fall. And you can see the mountains in the background. You're like, were you shot outside LA? Did you lie to us? Yeah. Are you not in Illinois? <laughs> <laughs> That's what that feels like. So it's like there's a lot of Halloween spirit going on in here. I think my, my girlfriend has had Halloween movies playing since the start of October, really getting that money's worth out of Netflix. And uh, whatever's left of Max, but yeah, as far as Halloween spirit, in in the movies I watch, yes. In the weather, no. My neighbors are pretty festive right now. That's nice. 
there's just a dead body on their lawn. And yeah. It's a separation, but yeah. it was just a victim. <laughs> it's the only time where yeah. I'm, I'm like, okay, with like the crack house next door and their broken windows. <laughs> it feels festive right now. Yeah, it feels festive. Yeah. Yeah, in November it's scary again, but in October very festive. Uh, Darren, is uh, Ireland's a big thing? Wasn't uh, not Ireland's a big thing? Halloween's a big thing in Ireland. <laughs> Sam Hain, you guys invented it, right? Is that how it works? Samhain, 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 not Sam Hain, not Samuel. Samuel Hain was the guy who invented it. He had a big cowboy hat. Um, no, it's Samhain. Sorry, again, the Irish language is fascinating. We don't have particular letters. So we just make the sounds of those letters by mashing other letters together in unconvincing ways. So to make like a V sound, we put an M and an H or a B and a H. Whoa. So, or a W, yes, or Samhain. Or yeah. Oh my gosh. You, guys, you know what? Letters are free. You can have them. Like they don't, the, no one owns the letters. We're not, we're not, te- look, the British came people. over and they took our letters, unfortunately. They took the V? Um, all the vowels. I mean, all the potatoes. Yeah, they, 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 with the potatoes and our Vs and our, we don't have an X or a Z anymore. It's insane. Those are, um, those are overrated letters. But V seems like important. <laughs> what was, the, yeah, how, what was, what was V for Vendetta called? Like BH for BHNDA? Agenda. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it it does yeah it does happen that we will have to make up words for things like fax without having an x how do you spell fax in irish if you don't have an x you don't have um, an x? the 80s in ireland were a fun no why, why would you need an x you, don't, x you a- just don't have an x i guess that makes sense like in mexico <laughs> whole... yeah what do you call your yeah. pornos <laughs> are you familiar with the catholic church's influence in ireland marty ah, ah. <laughs> Uh, heresy, the Catholic I believe. Church took the letter out. Yeah, they took the blasphemy. With the little is, bell, is, is, like yeah. <laughs> I love you. Yo. <laughs> like, there's no ch- We need to completely prevent any risk of pornography getting into this country. We just got rid of the letter X. Yeah. Fine. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, Sam- get to the root, to the root of all evil. Yeah. yeah. Letter X. But yes, Samhain uh, is is an Irish or Celtic holiday originally. But yeah, no, we we do Halloween here. I think I was the one who suggested that we maybe take next week off because this is prime trick or treating time, and I, the kids around here aren't going to egg my house or anything like that. But I do like to give candy out because I like to be part of the community. I don't want to be the grumpy elfecker who wasn't good for sweets on Halloween. Um, I'll remember that. I will. Yeah, no, no. I, I remember the old Becker who wasn't good for <laughs> yeah. sweets and Halloween. I don't want to be that guy. That is not the guy I want to be. Yeah. But yeah, no, we're, we're big into Halloween over here. Yeah. Do you think that guy, when you were a kid, was also doing a podcast at the time with two dumb Americans? <laughs> Yeah, that was the great excuse. It was it was also like it, if you were trick or treating in Ireland in the late 80s, early 90s, it was like prime not con- not country where it was like kind of country. It was like, you know, the, the like the peanuts where you would get peanuts. Oh, yeah. Come home yeah. and you have like an orange and you'd have oh, peanuts. God, man. And it was. Yeah, there Awful. we go. That was I like a rock. Yeah. Yeah. Like the I Snickers only rock. really ar- only really arrived with the Celtic Tiger. Yeah. Like it was like cocaine and Snickers. Those were the two things that arrived simultaneously. The big two. <laughs> yeah, the big two. <laughs> uh, incredible. Uh, Darren, you're obviously a big fan. Oh, wait, before we go over our recos, we have a bunch of super chats I want to go over. Quick. Oh, sorry. No, don't apologize. That was me. I was the one who got us over mm. to Halloween stuff without going over the super chats. Uh, Snake in the Garden, speaking of Ireland. Welcome, Snake in the Garden, to Euro Dono because Frost is wise beyond his years. That's true. You are Frost. Uh, Luna Invicta, welcome uh, a new member to credit. Thank you so much, Luna. No comment, but thank you, Luna. Uh, so Arthur with the two uh, uh, ruples, ours, our dollars. Uh, oh, no, not Matthew Pathew. We're talking about Matt Pat, Matthew Pathew. No. Yeah. You're going to learn so much about Matt Pat. <laughs> Game theory. I, do uh, I want to? Okay. 
he sort of like five episodes of Monarch. I have to watch five episodes of Invincible. (laughs) Don't actually watch any. You don't don't have to. If nothing else, it's imagine Quentin Tarantino's fervor for when you ask him like to go through and pick out movies and talk about movies, but it's just FNAF. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's it's just just Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah, that's his thing. The lore. Well, he does other things, but that he gets very. Okay. That was his. Yeah, that was was like how he made his his. Good for him. Millions. Yeah. Yeah. On uh, on lore of Finances Freddy. Uh, Nick Noel with a file or dono. Thank you so much, Marty. I pay so much for all these pr- subscriptions I have. I'm an effing idiot. Also, Marty. Hi, Green Gang, and thank you to all of our Patreon <laughs> subscribers. Uh, listen, I don't get any more money if we get more Patreon subscribers. That's just, I just get a base salary. Listen, I don't get like a, I, I, I wish I had like a commission for all those sweet, sweet chats we bring in when we get people angry. <laughs> <But we don't. laughs> I love the idea that like the next pa- the next Patreon goal is like buy Marty movie, buy yeah. Marty Showtime. Marty gets to keep AMC. <laughs> oh, we cut it. We're gonna shoot AMC. <laughs> we don't to, if we don't make the funding goal, Marty has to get rid of one of his three anime services that he really is not using a lot. So he probably should. Uh, Beast March for the five dollar dono. Thank you so much, Beast March. More loot for Adventures Die season four. Hell yeah. Appreciate you, Beast March. Uh, and Archie Magooch, uh, been in uh, early access for an uh, entire year. Thank you so much. Uh, review Reviewers equal subs, but just the free month they give. Hmm. Reviewers equal subs, but just the free month they give. Like sub sandwiches? Oof, go for one. <laughs> Maybe we'll be sponsored by Subway. You haven't sworn at all this episode, so you could still be sponsored by Subway. Haven't, have I? Oh no! I mean, also, to be fair, Subway. I'm about to, I was about to say Subway have the highest moral standard when it comes to choosing spokespeople. Um, I didn't know. Spotless track record. Spotless track record. Uh, and uh, biscuits and BBQ. Welcome, to Tip Char. Thank you so much, biscuits. Um, that's incredibly funny. Uh, <laughs> Frost. What are some What are some things you like watching to get into the to the Halloween spirit that you would recommend to some other people? See, I'm, I'm the weird one there because you'd think I'd come in with some actual banger horrors uh, because I think horror films, while I love them, are a lose-lose situation. I either wasted my time or I'm traumatized, right? So, like, there's... Because I, I really want to get into it. So I'm not going to come in... Uh, like, I'm, mine's going to be the weakest of them all because I've got Wallace and Gromit, Curse of the Were-Rabbit. Phenomenal. Phenomenal animation. I think it's, like, even the... Be the first or second highest grossing claymation or highest received. It was, it's amazing. Go watch it. I also like more of the like mechanical in, interlocking systems within um, like any any sort of like film. I guess they can get me if if your plot is lacking, but you still got some cool little machinations happening. That that'll save it for me. And for that, I've got Cube nineteen ninety seven. Absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. It's had yeah. like four Felt ahead of its time. Yeah, for, yeah, for it, and it feels like the the remakes haven't really caught what made that one. Well, I'm anyways. surprised yeah. Netflix isn't making a real Cube show. Like, I'm surprised oh, that like that hasn't been a pitch. Like, I'm surprised yeah. no executive at Netflix has been like a real Cube. I mean, they're, they're, they're doing Squid yeah. Game. They are. They're doing Squid, Squid Game, game for show. real. Yeah, feels like they missed the point of Squid Game, but yeah. that's just my take. Um, Ross, did you see you the Escape Room movies? Escape Room One and Two. I think you mean from- Escape Room and Escape Room Contest of Champions. Yeah. Oh, my I apologies. See, I didn't see the second one. I did see the first one. Because I do like me those, some good escape rooms, but that was like, yeah. Eh, they felt like uh, like uh, Cube for Babies. Sure. Yeah, Babies First Cube. <laughs> babies First Cube. <laughs> totally down for it. And then uh, Absolute Classic, Beetlejuice. 
Like, mm-hmm. absolutely. It's, it goes, for, as far as Michael Keaton's concerned, it goes, you know, Beetlejuice, the founder, Batman. Those are the, the big three for the Keatons. And this is your, your Halloween Keaton. Sleepy Hollow. I don't know why. I just love Sleepy Hollow with Johnny Depp, Christopher Walken yeah, with the sharp teeth. It's going, hi. <laughs> okay. Michael Gambon's in there as well. Who passed yeah, away recently. It's got like a, an old time British, like uh, Michael Goff. Yeah. 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 A rare non Star Wars Ian McDermott. Oh, yeah. 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 Love it. And then um, somehow Ian yeah. McDermott has returned. Somehow. Sleepy Hollow. <laughs> and then you've got. Um, my sort of a pull from Doctor Who, Blink, obviously, like one of one of my favorite standalone episodes, and honestly, one of those just like kind of gets under your skin. I, I'll appreciate you more if you if you can just get under my skin, maybe not straight into my brain, but just like, ooh, God, just what if? Um, same for I didn't, I don't think I threw it in here. I put it into my other ones, but for like Final Destination, not as fun on the rewatches. I'm more for the nostalgia there, but still, first time watching it, I can't drive behind a truck with pipes on it. Without being like, can we move out of the way here? <laughs> that, I think, is horror that stays with you, but not to the point where I need therapy. But it's like, can it just not? Also, the know? mid this the twist, like, later on in the series where the movie ends up being a prequel is so good. Also, spoilers for whatever movie that was. I don't even I remember which one five, it was. I think that's five, is it? Or is, or is it yeah. the Final Destination? When it movie. ends, it's like, it's final yeah. scene is them getting on the plane from the first movie. Oh, yeah. What a, what a movie. Dun, dun. What a series. Oh. How are we not made to take more of those every year? What's going on? You well, can only get so it's creative. Sure it's your, well, it's, it's your revival. you got to wait a couple of years and have like the Saw X revival, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a moment. Yeah. Yeah. But like to, to Marty's point, like, sorry, to, to Frost's point there about Beetlejuice, Tim Burton is dating Monica Belushi? He had Helena Bonham Carter before. That man's rizzed up. I don't know what he, <laughs> I don't know what's happened. I think he divorced her. So he is the Rizzler. I don't know how he does it. <laughs> That's if he was allowed to make a third Batman movie, he would have had the Rizzler. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Because I just like I was watching the like update from Beetlejuice to from uh, Tim Burton, and it's like I am the most excited and revitalized I've been in all my years. And I click in, and it's like pictures of him with Monica Bellucci. I'm like, okay, I sure, sure, yeah. I guess. Listen, the Merovingian set a very <laughs> low bar. <laughs> Anyone's good after the Merovingian. I wonder if he's still going to have Johnny Depp macking on his wife in these future films of his. <laughs> I don't think he's... I, I don't know if it has, has that relationship soured. I don't know. I don't know what happened there. I don't know what the last thing they worked together on. Dark Shadows? Was that the last Ooh, one? Dark Shadows. I don't think I saw Dark Shadows. It It's one of those movies where I'm going to say it's better than its reputation, but you need to remember its reputation is awful. Yeah. So when I say it is better than its reputation, that is not a recommendation. Better than Rob Zombie's The Monsters. Good point. Yes. Think about it. <laughs> Think about it. Can't, can't dispute that. Well, well, uh, but I guess before I hand it off, so I don't leave people disappointed who actually do want to feel something. Uh, what is it? Human Centipede Three. Classic. Enjoy. Not really? one or two. Just jump right into. I think three. they get. Just jump into. I think three? they get nastier with each one. Yeah. Like genuinely, yeah, it's, it, it's it's weird to go into two and three, and you'd think it can't get worse, can it? Yeah. Okay. Roger Ebert has some good reviews of the Human Centipede movies as well. Oh, I love it. I know you like Raj. He was not a fan. I'm going to be honest. I, surprisingly, well, uh, like surprisingly. Uh, you know, I mean, shockingly, he, he said, "I refuse <laughs> to rate it because Human Centipede exists in a world where the stars do not shine." <laughs> <laughs> That is beautiful. That was good. Yeah. Oh, he, Ebert, Ebert is one of the finest of his form for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that is way too much. That is, he put too much effort in a thought about human centipede. And that's why I love him. 
put the, he put that amount of effort in every movie he saw, which was great. Um, yeah, I had uh, uh, when I, when I was coming up with a few, I was also sort of in a similar boat of, like I mentioned at the top, like you know all the the things that we would highly recommend. You know your 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 Shinings, your Halloweens, your things, your classic Universal monster movies. Even like most franchises are fun to go through the entire franchise. It's fun to sit down and watch all the Halloween movies, Friday the Thirteenth movies, Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies, the Chucky movies, the Scream movies. Uh, I think Darren, did you do a full Saw rewatch before Saw Ten, or did you just jump around a little bit? No, I, I did. I just did Saw six. Three. I did Saw Saw Three and Saw Six. Gotcha. Um, you know, I mean the classics of the genre, right? Just the cl- just just bounce around. Just the classics. Yeah, I, I enjoyed uh, your take on uh, Child's Play, though. I said they have like the highest lows. Like the the very the most consistent of the even if they do have a bad film it's not as bad as it, as it should be you know yeah like their bad film is about as bad as say I don't know Nightmare on Elm Street five let's say yeah. and not Nightmare on Elm Street reboot or yeah, yeah. like Halloween five and Halloween six or yeah pretty much any of the Friday the Thirteenth franchise apologies to Friday the Thirteenth movies or any like Texas Chainsaw movie that isn't one and maybe two if you're a little bit high um yeah (laughs) Texas Chainsaw 2 is such a fascinating movie I kind of love that it exists even if I don't know that it works that's the one with Dennis Hopper Yes, that's the one where he goes to a like it's it's like eight it's a parody of eighty sequels, but he goes into a chainsaw store and jewel wields chainsaws. Mm-hmm. Dennis Hopper, and you're like, great, this is incredible. Yeah, I, I see what you're doing, and I love it. And you're never gonna get a chance to do it again. So good luck to you, Mister Hooper. They saw that and they said, "That's our Bowser for the Mario film. <laughs> <laughs> that's who we need right to come to the Mushroom Kingdom. We need him to bring that energy." Um, so a couple things uh, I recommend, uh, sort of off the beaten path in the, uh, realm of animation, uh, Western animation over the garden wall, which is definitely like in terms of, uh, if, if you want to show something to kids or, or younger people that get them in the Halloween spirit over the garden wall was this really great, uh, short, uh, I think like 10 episode animated series from a few years ago, uh, about, uh, two brothers who, who hop over a garden wall in their city and find themselves in like a very autumnal fantasy world. And they go through uh, a handful of really, uh, really great sort of Halloween themed adventures of this town where, where pumpkins come to life once per year, uh, a town that's being besieged by a werewolf. Um, it's just like really great, really cute, kind of that adventure time feel where it's like, kids would love this but also anyone who's still a kid at heart would um still adore it as well uh yeah over the garden wall highly recommended uh in terms of anime uh i think anime does spookies really well serial experiment lane is one i watched for the first time earlier this year which is again one of those prophetic um works of the 90s that is wild how much it predicted what was going to happen with the internet and social media and and our our addiction to technology uh, and then uh, the uh, uh, the movie Perfect Blue, which uh, we've talked about, I think uh, a couple months ago, and uh, was a was a huge inspiration for folks like Darren Aronofsky on uh, Requiem for a Dream and Black Swan. But it is true oh. uh, horror about sort of the price of fame and uh, what fame <laughs> does to uh, the famous and what fame does to people who consume the famous. Um, one of one of the most gorgeous and terrifying uh, anime movies I've ever seen. Uh, and then, uh, the, the MatPat thing I wanted to bring up, uh, which I believe MatPat was the person who put it on my radar originally was Petscop, 
which technically counts as a recap thing. Uh, Frost, do you know what Petscop is? No, I saw that and I went Petscop. Uh, so I put the YouTube <laughs> channel here. Petscop was um, this YouTube channel, I guess, series that popped up a few years ago, and it is presented as a real um, let's play of a game this kid found. It was this like lost PS1 game. He found, so it's like a creepypasta. He found mm, this game at a garage uh, sale and he's doing a let's play of it. And the game is unfinished and he keeps finding sort of um, kind of like the, 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 the out of bounds places in the game he shouldn't be at and slowly starts unraveling the mystery of what happened. What is the deal with this game? Who made the game? Is this autobiographical and if so was there a murder somewhere and it starts impacting his real life but it's all presented as these like really sort of low budget let's plays where he's just talking over gameplay footage and and um it has that sort of lore dissection to it that five nights at freddy's had and matt pat jumped into that um it was absolutely uh uh an inspiration for inscription i uh we even talked to daniel mullins about that uh, petscop was one of the things he was inspired by for inscription so um yeah check out petscop it's cool it's uh, uh he did it over the course of like i don't even know the deal with who this person was who made this but over the course of like three years or so he did these videos and if you look like the video the first one is three million views um and like so, uh, eventually wrapped it up a few years ago. But really cool stuff. Um, recommend it if you like uh, the spookies. And then, uh, Darren, have you seen the Vast of Night? Have we talked about the Vast of Night? Love the Vast of Night. Yeah, Love that the Vast was. Of Night. Um, that might have been my favorite movie of 2020, I believe, when it came out. Um, again, not the scariest thing, but uh, of atmospheric, all of incredibly things, atmospheric. Yeah, and it's one of those. Oh, you guys are really fucking talented. Like. You, yeah, like I hope you don't get brought into like the the superhero (laughs) system. I hope you're allowed to keep making movies like this. Um, Ant Man 15 from the writer and director of The Vast of Night. Uh, but yeah, it is uh, a lot of things wear their uh Amblin inspirations on their sleeves of oh, we were inspired by I, you know, early Spielberg and ET and those sort of vibes. A few have done it with uh, the sort of technical chops as the vast of night. So highly recommend that people, uh, uh, highly recommend you check out the vast of night. Um, Darren, what about you? You like uh, very, <clears throat> I do love, love horror movies. Grew up watching horror movies. Um, I watched all the John Carpenter movies recently. I don't think any John Carpenter movie counts as underseen or underrated or anybody's mm-hmm. unaware of it. But if you haven't seen in the mouth of madness, which is the movie after memoirs of invisible man and before village of the damned, uh, it is a masterpiece. I only discovered it like back in 2019 or just before the pandemic. Uh, it's phenomenal. Sam Neill and a very thinly veiled Stephen King in a HP Lovecraft kind of reference about like what would happen if everybody in the world stopped believing in reality and suddenly all of it, that that movie felt a lot more relevant uh, around 2019 than I reckon it did when it was released in the early 90s. Uh, other quick recommendation. We were talking about Poe last week with the fall of the House of Usher. Uh, Roger Corman did a series of adaptations. I would recommend The Mask of Red Death, which is the it got a beautiful restoration in 4K, I think in 2020. Uh, it just looks gorgeous. It is like most of Corman's adaptations, a loose adaptation that stars Vincent Price, but it is incredibly atmospheric. It's incredibly lush. It's incredibly textured. Again, something that is more family friendly. It's not going to shock or scare or startle you. It just looks gorgeous in the way that like early 60s productions kind of do. Um, then a more recent pick is Ghost Stories, which is an anthology movie that I felt didn't really get the love that it deserved. Yes, um, absolutely fantastic. And maybe low-key, like the 
the most unexpected Holocaust movie I have ever seen in that it is a movie about the concept of like guilt and shame and the idea that ghosts are really just voices of conscience that call out to us from the darkness and hold us to account for the things that we feel collectively shameful about. Um, It's really, again, it's really atmospheric. It's not necessarily jump scare. It's just creepy. And it kind of plays with these ideas of guilt and responsibility and the idea of like, how you filter trauma through these stories. It's really atmospheric. It's very well done. It's an adaptation, I believe, of a stage show. I was uh, say, combat- did you ever have a chance to see the stage show? I've heard it was I, incredible, but obviously yeah. I, I never got to see the stage yeah. show either. I can imagine, like, there, a lot of this movie is very theatrical, and there are things where it's like, I can see how you would do a version of this on stage and it would be incredible. Things like characters tearing down the background of a scene or revealing that a wall is actually a floor. That's like a lot of really nice visual trickery that like I can see how you would do a version of it on stage and just being blown away by it. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a British production. Um, it's Again, it's very heavy on atmosphere, not necessarily on jump scares. Uh, Tombad. Uh, which is like obviously Indian cinema has been getting a lot of recommendation recently with the success of Aurora last year. Um, I am not an expert in Indian cinema. I do not pretend to be. I have dipped my toe in several times. Tumbad is, um, with all due respect, insane. It is. It is phenomenal. It is basically when Indian how Indian cinema works. It is incredibly crowd pleasing. Because most cinemas in India only have one screen, movies are designed to appeal to all quadrants. So you don't have situations where a family goes to the pictures and a father, the mother and father go to see X and the children go and see Y. You all go see the same movie together. So in Indian cinema, all movies are expected to have like comedy subplots, romantic subplots, musical numbers, action set pieces, etc. And as a result, they kind of have a big blockbustery feel to them. Recent years, mainstream Indian cinema has kind of moved more towards embracing and playing with kind of Western tropes and Western ideas. And Tambad is this kind of gothic horror story about like generational guilt, trauma and about Indian independence, where it's about this creepy little wreck in the middle of nowhere with a monster that gives you gold coins if you go down into a pit with it. And how this guy basically harnesses that to build a fortune as India emerges from British colonial rule. Uh, it's again, it's gonzo. It It is like no horror movie you have ever seen because it has those same Indian blockbuster sensibility moments to it. Like it has six musical numbers in it, even though those musical numbers aren't diegetic, they're extra diegetic. But you get like pop songs playing over a guy driving a motorbike to a creepy castle. It's it's insane i've never seen anything like it it's great so good i loved it so so much uh then smaller one saint maud uh from a couple years ago was it rose glass was the director of that but phenomenal i wholeheartedly recommend that sent moffat clark gives a phenomenal performance at the center of that movie ends up being Um, the lead of uh rings of power gladriel yeah yeah she's great and and that movie is amazing it is one of the best exorcism movies of the past couple of years, Darren says, not casting any shade on any major franchise that may have been attempting something similar. Um, but it is, it's, it's really, it, it made it, I mean, look, some other franchises just feel like they're deceivers when I compare them to this work. Ah. Uh, Wolf of Snow Hollow is a movie that I don't think gets enough credit. Jim Cummings uh, follow up to Thunder Road, which is Thunder. Thunder I, Road is I, so good. I was kind of, I like the short. I actually like the short more than I like the feature adaptation. Wow. But like Wolf of Snow Hollow is incredible. I was blown away by it. It is, 
it's a dark comedy, but it's a dark comedy that is also like, what if Science of the Lambs, but Clary Starling was a middle-aged man working through his anxieties about being a cop in the shadow of his dying father. Um, it's it's incredible. It's well-made. It's incredibly well-directed. It has this pitch-black sense of humor that is incredibly well-observed. And Cumming is a fantastic, like, he's a, again, he's a writer, director, actor. Um, so he's, you know, he's writing for an actor that he really respects. He's directing a cast member he really respects. But I, th- I think he's great. I think the movie's great. If you haven't seen it, check it out. And then finally, 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 I promised last recommendation, His House, which is on Netflix, which is the story of two uh, immigrants who arrive in England and who are given a council house, except the council house seems to be possessed by something that they have brought with them from the old world. If you're in America, you can watch that on Netflix. It's like 90 minutes long. It's incredibly atmospheric. It's incredibly unsettling. Um, it's a movie that I remember watching and feeling distinctly uncomfortable watching, which is quite rare. Um, not necessarily in terms of like graphic content or anything like that, just in terms of atmosphere and mood. And it also has some wonderful, wonderful visuals in it and a really good supporting performance from from Matt Smith to bring back uh, Frost Doctor Who reference there. So yeah, those would be my recommendations. Wow. Did that? Did you do that on purpose by just tying it all together at the end? That was incredible. It was actually a prequel. <laughs> it was actually the Final Destination <laughs> 5. <laughs> incredible uh there you go i put all the i put all our recos in chat um check some of those out some of them are long some of them are short some of them, most of them you'll be able to find somewhere yeah like some bad is three hours so i don't feel bad about recommending sure. the 80 minute his house to be fair pet, pet stop is about uh 25 hours long if you watch all the videos wow. so you probably don't need it. yeah um but uh yeah check those out to to get you in uh in the mood for spooky season. Uh, and before we go over the, the latest stuff we've been watching and wrap up the show, uh, Snake in the Garden, two-year-o dono. Thank you so much, Snake. Uh, forget streamers, dono for Marty's pension fund. That's every donation is just going into my 401k. Oh. Which you're which going am, to spend on AMC. Which I'm going to spend on AMC+. Plus. I believe you can watch ghost stories on AMC, to be fair. So it is yeah. value for there money. You go. There you go. <laughs> uh, you that just Beery. for Walking Dead. Uh, no, I had it for... Or no, I think Daryl I, Dixon. Um. Yeah, that I watched one episode of it. I'm probably not going to watch anymore, but it's back. Walking Dead's back, baby. <laughs> Walking Dead's absolutely back. Are you kidding me? Uh, I don't know what I got it for. Maybe it was that. Uh, what was Gangs of London? Oh, interesting. The show, the 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 Gareth Evans. Yeah. Ooh, I, every time I say yeah. Gareth, I get worried if I'm talking yeah. about Edwards. Edwards or Evans. Evans or what's the one who directed Foe? There's another one as well. There's oh, there's like too many Gareths. That's the. Went to Brooks, but I was thinking Garth. That's a, that's a different person entirely. <laughs> Gareth Brooks. Yeah, Gareth Brooks. Gareth Davis. So it's not an E, but it's a D. Okay. So Gareth close. Davis, Gareth Edwards, and Gareth Evans. Too close. Way too close. Uh, Beery, thank you so much. Been him for 20 months. Uh, do you guys have any thoughts on the Fallout TV series created by Jonathan Nolan and none other than Todd the God Howard as EP? Love the work you do. So we just got a little teaser uh the fallout amazon series uh based on the the hit video game fallout is coming uh in april <clears throat> this this feels like it's the next thing where it's like okay so the last of you did it you made the last of us and it was really good are you gonna do it again with this obviously completely different uh network and, and team and everything uh i'm not someone who has a ton of love for fallout as a game i've never really gotten into the games however i've lo- i've really liked some of Westworld, I would West, say. I'd say Westworld. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, Jonathan Nolan. For some interest. 
Yeah, and then uh, I uh, love Walton Goggins, and I know Walton Goggins is one of the leads of the show, and I will watch whatever Walton Goggins is in. So I'm here for the gog. Uh, so I will watch it. I don't know whether this will be good or not. I've heard scuttlebutt that it is good um, oh. from some some people in the know that it's okay. uh, Amazon. That Amazon is uh, pretty pretty happy with it. So granted, Disney said the same thing about Quantum Mania. I was about to say that was the big headline for Joanna Robson during the week was that no, it, Disney's internal metrics are like off the charts for Quantum Mania. Oh, I have that book. I haven't read, started the book yet. I have Joanna Robinson's uh, MCU book. Um, um, what I've read of it is very good. Um, oh, yeah. Again, a lot of stuff I think people know, but kind of narrativized in a way that makes it make sense. Yeah. Um, which is, yeah. I don't know. So it feels like it's more hit or miss with Prime Originals. I know they have the boys, I don't know, like Reacher, yeah. they're doing all right. And the the other yeah, ones, at the very least, they just don't power. stick it in my head. That's why that doubt comes through and brings of power. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Well, Citadel, the movie, like, yeah. the show so good they made it twice. Um, but that said, Marty will be sitting down in front of the goggle box. I'm glad to hear the goggle. Oh my box. god, I love the go- give me, give me, give me the goggle box. Uh, that's that's believe- on the page for Fallout. That's on the buy yeah. Fallout page. <laughs> Perfect. Um, but yeah, I'm. I don't know. I'm. I, I'm excited to watch it. Like, I hope it's good. Uh, that's that's it. I'm excited to give it a go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's tough because I know it's not like a you know obviously the games are big open world RPGs. I don't believe it's adapting any one of them. Um, but yeah, it'll ultimately come down to like I don't know. Like The Last of Us could have went in either direction either, and it turned out to be really good. So source material doesn't mean you know Assassin's Creed feels like it should have been a slam dunk uh, in terms of like a big franchise, and then that movie came out and it was pretty bad. So. Just because something feels like it would make sense doesn't mean it will actually be good. I, I hope almost, it's good. I almost have hopes just because of like cyberpunk edge runners. How it's more like it's not about the character and the story you know. It's more so yeah, the world is yeah. is. It's almost like it's um, it's kind of done its work for itself. Where you can just find some scriptwriters like, do you enjoy Fallout? Cool, we're in this world. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, okay. Sick. It's and a- it's it's not like we need to tell the story of the master chief but we're gonna go off yeah. script and it's like well that's how you that's how you get halo yeah. that's how you make nick halo made nick so sad he stopped being on this show oh sorry <laughs> um are you gonna watch fallout um darren I mean, I mean it's a it's a Nolan out. Brothers production. I'm kind yeah. of obligated to watch it. Are you still on? Either. You're on. Are you as high on John? I mean, obviously, probably not as high on Jonathan as not as not as high on Jonathan as Christopher. To be fair, but I mean, to be Jonathan is working in a very different ecosystem. To be this is true. To be fair, yeah. I think my, I love ninety nine point nine percent of humans are working in a different ecosystem than Christopher Nolan. I, mean, I do like his writing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and again, they were like he was a huge part of the early Nolan films as well, and like stuff yeah. like The Prestige, which is my favorite Nolan film, is a Jonathan Nolan script and stuff like that. And obviously, Memento originated as a Jonah Nolan story, even though it is a very different story than the version that was brought to screen. Um, yeah. So no, like I mean, I I'm always going to be interested in what Jonathan Nolan's doing. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the peripheral. I have to concede. Did like, sure. as you said, portions of Westworld. Like I liked one. I liked two. I kind of liked four. Three, I have just a big haze where it's like he read an article on Facebook and, and it was like, that's the show. And I'm like, yeah. I feel like you need more. It's a little more. What about Person uh, of Interest? Oh, I've never Jesus watched Person Christ of Interest. Himself. Yeah. <laughs> and Ben from Lost. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and Ben from Lost. Um, Who would have thought Ben from Lost would be the least problematic cast member? Um, <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. Also, like, we've kind of poo-pooed it. When Westworld was good, it was incredibly good. It was, like, yeah. really good early yeah. on. Um, that first season, and even in the second season, are, like, I, phenomenal. Yeah, I'll, I'll go to bat for the second season. Again, I'm a big fan of Messy Feck at the second seasons. Like, a true detective, the second season, obviously nowhere near as good as the first. Yeah. But a fascinating, fascinating piece of work, I think. Oh, my God. Three months till night country. I can't wait. <laughs> Bring me to Carcosa. I saw that spiral <laughs> in the trailer. And I'm like, oh my god, we are so bad. I'm, I'm back in again. I'm, I'm absolutely bad. I, I have learned nothing. I've says learned nothing. <laughs> I just bought. I bought a pack of cigarettes just so I could take drags, uh, smokes after every episode. Yeah. With them. You have an empty can of beer so you can crush yeah, it dramatically like, and say time is a flat circle. It'll <laughs> be great. It'll be great. Um, so yeah, we'll have. Uh, yeah, those are probably the next two shows. I guess Monarch's coming soon. I was I was trying to think of like Monarch the, what is, are the and Invincible's the back and yeah, yeah, Invincible. That's right. Um, when's the boys? Squid Game's the reality show. I don't know when the boys is the reality uh, show. Uh, uh, just because I, I, I for a while. That's in November, I believe. Because oh, they're sorry, not the boys won't be for a while. Oh no, the boys won't be for because a while. of Gen V. Yeah, Squid yes. Squid Game colon the reality show is yeah. coming soon. Uh. Uh, Beast March with another two dollar dono. Thank you so much. Black Swan, Requiem, and Pie would be great. Scary flicks. Yeah, Aronofsky knows how to make movies like it yeah. under your skin. Yeah, Mother, same thing. The whale, whenever Aronofsky so is attached to any sort of like mainstream feature film, I'm like, what are you thinking, studios? Like every once in a while, they'll be like, we want him to make a Batman movie. I'm like, do you? Like I, that? I want, I want, I want him to make a Batman movie. But do you? You shouldn't. You, you well, I'm should. not paying money for it. I'm not <laughs> expecting money back from it. Yeah. Noah is amazing. If you watch it as like, what if Star Wars was the Bible? Wait, Noah, like, like, like Russell Crowe, Noah, Russell yeah. Crowe, Noah, where he goes back and he invents this whole Noah. mythology about how it's technically the apocalypse after the environment, and we have to collect all this precious resource, and angels are giant stone monsters. It is absolutely Darren Aronofsky's Star Wars and everything those four words suggest. Yeah. Also, The Fountain <laughs> is a top five movie of the century. Uh, Will Will Cooling. The Fountain is incredible. Uh, I, I love The Fountain. Every fiber of my being. Will Cooling yeah. with a two pound dono. Uh, law against putting the Super Bowl behind a paywall. Wait, as in they should put a wall, a law, or there is actually a law. <clears throat> Well, I wouldn't be surprised if Congress was I was like, can't to... agree on anything, but we will put a law. This is too big to fail. <laughs> Need it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't want to make any judgments at American pop culture, but I imagine in one hand it's holding, they're holding a gun and in the other, they're holding an American football. Yeah. That's how, that's, yeah. that's how the punt off is. Can we like yeah. shoot it? Hole. Or... <laughs> 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 uh, and then Gelden with a file. I don't know. Thank you so much. Gelden. Uh, speaking of streaming bubbles, first they force ads on us. Then they hard sell me for two free month introductory offer. Well played, YouTube. See, yeah. It's still bad if you haggle, but you don't want to haggle. Haggle is, it takes off. You also don't realize that like, am I haggling with a robot? Does this robot even understand <laughs> haggling? Yeah, that too. So. Have you been programmed to haggle? Yeah. Uh, before we wrap up, what have, My- uh, what, what have you guys been watching that you want to want to chat about? We didn't, so I haven't had a chance to see Kills the Flower Moon yet, so we can't talk about it. Yet. Okay, I mean, you All talked right. about it last week, but yeah, I did talk about it last week. So that's uh, and I feel like this is one of those movies that people like most people will probably see it when it comes to Apple, right? As in, like, yeah. the biggest, like the Irishman did on Netflix, yeah, like the Irish on Netflix, yeah, except that was what in I mean, that had a firm date, whereas we. I think Apple like eventually we'll get around to it. We'll it's, get, like, it's fine. We got we got to launch this phone that you can just, uh, like you can smell stuff through. It's yeah, finally. yeah, finally a phone to smell stuff through. 
Um, but yeah, Frost, you uh, have you checked out anything recently? Let's see. I watched a fun little Swedish horror film called The Conference, 2023. It's different from the one from oh. 2022 with the Nazis. Uh, 2023 is just a bunch of executives out in the middle of nowhere, and uh, is not good. But the cinematography peak, where I go now, this is some modern horror. I wish like it had been not bad, but if nothing else, I'm like this camera guy. <laughs> it's all on his back right now. Amazing. Oh, is that the one that's um, Netflix is pushing it really hard at the moment? I don't know why. Yeah, it's it reminded me good. of uh, what was that movie, uh, the Bilko Experiment? Do you remember the Bilko Experiment? No. It was like produced I, by James Gunn, I think. Uh, I've seen like a, it and already forgotten it. An office <laughs> that like goes into lockdown and like the the, the they want to like kill everyone in the office to keep the secrets from getting out, and so it's like a it's like part corporate uh, black comedy, part survival horror movie. Um, I saw the trailer for the conference, and it just slightly reminded me of that, even though it's very different. Uh, so you give uh, conference gets a thumbs down, but a thumbs up for cinematography. Yeah, it's just definitely one of those things of like it couldn't hold my attention that well, but I it would I would just shoot up every time they yeah. went to the neat little like actually getting into the slashing bit because you start getting to the point of like how can we reinvent the just stab them just don't need any fancy editing or anything like that. But I'm yeah, like, all right, this yeah, is kind of yeah. cool. The energy that you have going on here is kind of nice. Uh, yeah. d- did enjoy that. So if, if you're interested to see where the next, I feel like they're gonna start this. Uh, maybe not them, but this trend of like let's be a bit more involved with the camera and with the editing midst of all the violence and whatnot. Yeah, and then just yeah. uh, was getting just milking Max for all it's worth. I watched Constantine with Keanu Reeves. I love, love Constantine. I think that love it. really good. So good. Yeah. Just, yeah. Uh, and there's a sequel coming. I love. I love that. That's the Warner's business plan. Like. Yeah. I'm very happy there's a sequel coming, but in no universe would I have been at Warner's. You know what the world needs right now? Yeah. A second Constantine movie starring Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Um, phenomenal. It's like he he just kind of only plays one type of character, but hey, he, really does. he does it very very well. This could be Neo. This could be John Wick. This could be anyone. Oh, yeah. But it's it's all Keanu. He wears a suit. He's wearing a suit. Like again, I, I'm a big on. fan of yeah. yeah. Big fan of like the Hell Blazer run. Obviously, an Alan Moore fan. None of that is in this movie. This is one of no. those movies that is like CGI seven. It's like the leg, the long tail of the influence of seven, except now it's a comic book movie and there's vast CGI wastelands. It's like a new metal video version of like seven starring Keanu Reeves. I, yeah, I really, really like it. I have to say, I have a huge soft spot for it just because Tilda Swinton as Gabriel is oh, such an yeah, ingenious right. okay. concept. Yeah. <clears throat> And was uh, it Gavin Rossdale, Rachel, Rachel Wa- Weiss was in there as well. Oh, uh, one of my first crushes yeah. in the Mummy. And Brendan and two, two Rachel Weisses. Uh, two. It, it has yeah, the, the, that's right. Constantine has because, two. Yeah, because the twins. Twin Weisses. Yeah. Whoa. Much like Dead Ringers. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. And what I got? Uh, Final Destination one through three. That's kind of where my sweet spot is. Um, while I do love the oh, shit, I didn't, we didn't spoil five. five for you, did we? <laughs> no, no, I know. I, I've seen them all, I'm saying, but just for okay. this rewatch was one through three. Okay. Because that that's sort of where, like, I, I wouldn't say fatigue gives in, but it's four and five. I like watching the race. I like watching the bridge, but it was like, eh. You know, mm-hmm. I think something about the plots in the earlier ones, maybe that's more just to say nostalgia and not an actual critique of, like, which ones I prefer more. Okay. Instead of just like, it's Halloween. What do I feel like watching? Final Destination one through three. 
I was going to uh, say, like, uh, my memory of the Final Destination movies is that they're, like, set-piece driven, where they're almost like very. Looney Tunes cartoons, like oh, yeah. Looney Tune cartoons strung together. Mm. So is it that the set-pieces are better in 1, 2, 3, or is it just... I think it is just a wee more bit more intimate, because you have, on the okay. first one, it's it's a plane, and it's also just setting up the whole, like, the mystery of it all, because they do have to figure yeah. it out, obviously. Tony Todd! <laughs> right. So, like, in the first one, it is like, oh, we die in the order of our seating, and whatnot. And in the second one... um sort of in that order as well, but this is a, a bigger set piece where you, um, where it is uh, more still in line with keeping a plot. But the third one is just like, we want nothing to do with any of that stuff, but now we're going to have more clues. And it's like, oh, you think you know how they're going to die. We've done this three times now. You think you know? That's not how it's going to go. But then the fourth Was one... Was the third one the roller coaster? Third is roller coaster. I believe four is NASCAR, NASCAR? and five is yeah. bridge. bridge. Bridge, though, I I could just go on YouTube and watch that over and over again. Yeah. Like, Which is yeah, the one the that was in disaster. 3D? Because I remember it being good. Was it I the believe... Final Destination was 3D? I think that was, was four. Three or four? No, because oh, okay. they yeah, wanted the, it for the cars the coming flying. What out. would you? Yeah. If they do it again. What? What's our scenario? What is our Final Destination scenario in the next movie? The next one? Oh my goodness! What would it be? The thing that sets it all off. I don't know because it is set piece after set piece. I think it was in two where they had the guy who was the luckiest guy that had like oh, yeah. won a lottery ticket and he dodged death like 50 times in the same yeah. room. And then the way he finally goes out, you're like, oh, come on. But it's, it's still funny in that in that sense. So I'm not Black, sure. Black Friday, Black Friday sale. No, they missed the boat on a Black Friday sale. Yeah, they're not exciting yeah. anymore. You'd have to set Black it Friday's in the 90s. Black gone awry. Coachella gone awry. Coachella. It does. It does feel like it would have to be kind of like a hip young influencers thing, yeah. like Leatherface murdering those influencers in Twi- Texas Twitch Chainsaw Con Massacre. Gone awry. I was. Yeah, it's know. like a, a party. The Venga bus crashes or something. <laughs> what a disaster that yeah. was! Um, it's like, something, something in that. Mess. We were meant to be on the Venga bus. Oh my god! Oh, Beatmaster says let it be in space. Oh, space shuttle disaster. Oh, you do god. have to go to space. Yeah. You do, yeah. Every every space. good series goes to space. That's why Star Wars was smart. They just go to space. We right started away. in space. So. Yeah, they became a good. I series. mean, are, where are you talking about then moving away from teenagers? Are you going to be? De- is that like no, the you your your he- teenage influencers <laughs> in space? Oh, there's the pitch. I can see. Oh my that, god! It's oh, and it's Elon it. Musk because it's for SpaceX as a promotion. So you have the Elon Musk character there as well. Dun, dun. And there's your you ha- there's your angle, your character you love to hate. Did it. Who's played by a veteran comedian of some kind? I'm guessing like um, Eddie Murphy, Thomas the, Thomas Lennox. Okay, sure. well, that works. <laughs> and then, it's uh, yeah, uh, just it's it falls into the it was there, but it was also fun. And uh, you know, who if you want Dutch angles, where better to go than Mission Impossible <laughs> One? Just to see oh, Brian De Palma. Just to see uh, what is it? Tom Cruise and all his intensity. Good God, yeah. that man acts hard. Yeah, I, absolutely, and he sells the fact that he's not five four in that film very, very well. <laughs> he does. He yeah. looks. He looks at least six feet tall when he's running away from that uh, glass aquarium that's busting out of the restaurant. Yeah, with, with his chewing gum and whatnot. It's like fantastic. Pro- probably, uh, I'd say I enjoy it more than Blowout of of the De Palmas. For, it's like, such for, a weird film because it's yeah. like an actual thriller as opposed to an action movie. As an action movie, like it's really still, weird. He's so he's so hands on w- with his approach to it. Where I go, like Blowout is my has my favorite beginning and ending. The movies, yeah, you know. Yeah. W- w- but I feel like it just like that was raw, untapped. Like let's go. And then Mission Impossible is more like a little bit more finesse, but still. 
Uh, <laughs> love it, love it. Especially nowadays in, in in the modern cinema where it's like, we're saving the world. It's like, no, we're trying to break into this room and you are <laughs> tense because there's a rat. You're tense because yeah. he's sweating. You know, like the whole thing. No, no music, no nothing. I was like, yeah. That, that's where, moment where like the tensest moment is Jean Reno draws a knife and he just kind yeah. of pins it against the wall in a Dutch angle. Yep. And it's like, wow, today that would be like a motorcycle riding backwards through the CIA building or something. Yeah, absolutely. Who do you think was the Dutch guy who made that angle? I don't know. Maybe I had a like, neck problem, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so was just really lazy. Like, I don't want to say Maybe it was a limitation. Perfect. Like, uh, you know, I could only film in 30 second increments. So maybe like my, my dolly was broken. <laughs> I could only stay up. It was only on the floor and it was too heavy to stay. Yeah. That's it because Dutch has an association of being drunk. Is um, it? Oh, like Dutch is gold, like, like a... Dutch gold is alcohol and stuff like that. I've never even heard of that. I didn't oh. know that's okay. That was a Dutch. Dutch well, maybe, it's, maybe, maybe us Europeans just hate it. Yeah. Um, is it? Oh, it, it's a it's the bastardization of the word Deutsch for German because German expressionism mm. just used it so so much. Oh, okay. Uh, gotcha. It's not a slur. It originated in the First World War as Navy blockades made the import and exports of movies impossible. So yeah, when they arrived in America, they're like, these Dutch movies. Also, the the answer to Brian De Palma's best movie is clearly Mission to Mars, because he knew that you just got to go to space. Just got to go to space already. <laughs> Make a movie in space, and it'll be my best movie. Remember when we had dueling Mars movies? Was it like you had Ghosts of Mars around the same time? Red and you had Red Planet. Yeah. yeah it was yeah. like, Mars is going to be the next big thing, baby. I like Again, just before comic books, when the executives were just snorting cocaine and be like, I don't know, volcano movies. Yeah. That's the thing. <laughs> Didn't they do that recently with like... Uh, the Martian and Gravity was that not the same year? Yeah, we had the Martian and Gravity yeah. recently. That that yeah, yeah. I don't know who. I think, <laughs> yeah, I, like, I think the best thing was the Prestige and the Illusionist. People yeah. are gonna love these magicians. By the way, they definitely <laughs> now you see me along. Nineteenth century magicians. Yeah, <laughs> they actually made us choose. Who would you save if you could only save one from space? Sandra Bullock or Matt Damon? <laughs> Damon, we've saved like, too many things already. I was about to say, so, Damon gets lost in space twice, though. That's If you save Damon, he's just going to get lost again. Like, yeah, but if we don't save him fast enough, he's going to turn into that asshole from Interstellar. He's got like a... <laughs> oh. Dr. Man. Dr. Human. Um, yeah. He's going to be a real bad dude. And then uh, finish it with <laughs> Limitless. Love it. A little bit of like, let's get her moving. Love the play with the camera and the cinematography. I can't buy, though, that Bradley Cooper is a loser at the start of the film. Guy's too cool. He's the handsomest loser in the history. Like when, it's that thing when they try to make pretty boys look dirty, and it's just like, you would have been the sexiest man alive in 1993. Yeah. yeah. Like, so. I'm like, is this a flashback? That's, that's the only explanation for this. I do not buy Bradley Cooper as... No. An unpleasant human being. Yeah, an unpleasant loser writer at the start. That's how it even begins. It's like, who looks like this that doesn't have a drug problem or is an alcoholic? <laughs> a writer. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you know, he appeared in the TV show. They did a yeah, I, TV I, I, show I, I, and he guest starred it. in it a couple of times. See, yeah. he plays a better loser, I feel. Bradley Cooper in Limitless, I love him more once he's he's under the effects of, Enzi, yeah. of NZT. He plays a very good, like, aloof successful you're never bradley you're cooper never type me. yeah yeah, Bra yeah. bradley cooper master of the universe that. type yeah. if you will yeah absolutely yeah. i don't know love him for that and that, that's it for me as far as my like goodbye max <laughs> i knew you well <laughs> little tour right, well, max yeah.
Will you uh, will you resubscribe to Max when something you you want to watch comes along? If they ever do, know. but they, see, it's people like me that hold the power. That's why they keep doing <laughs> that sort of thing, where they know I won't come back until the finale of another Game of Thrones type beat. So that's where they're like, "Come on, give me not just a Game of Thrones, but Game of Thrones ending." You know, I want yeah. because it's like, what are the highest watched episodes of most things? Are they not the finales? It'll usually be like season finales or season premieres. Yeah. Um, so the, yep, yeah. These days it'll be yeah. That's what um, it, yeah. Used to be that used to be that like Super ratings cool. had to go down to get canceled, but nowadays they do end. Yeah. Kind of yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I don't I don't see reason to stay as of now. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what the what's the last. Oh no, I guess I was gonna say I don't know what the last HBO series I was watching week to week was, and I literally have one right now. <laughs> the cool. Idol. Okay. The Idol. Oh, I actually know, I actually know what it was. Wait, what um, are you watching? Oh, uh, this new Lakers animated series called Scavengers Reign. Have you guys ah, heard of this? No. No. Uh, highly, highly, highly. This is my reco of the week. I know I make a oh, lot of okay. recos of the week. Scavengers Reign. Um, I'm putting a link here. It has a bunch of numbers in that link. I don't know what I just did. That might be a virus. Or it might not. So click it. Uh, it oh, may be sentient. The chat has become self-aware. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. It is uh, this uh, incredible anime series. It's going to be 12 episodes. Only three are out right now. Uh, but it is about the crew of this um, research slash repopulation spaceship who uh, they get sort of stranded in space. And uh, it, the a majority of the ship is like under um, like cryo sleep, but the survivors have to jettison out of it and they jettison onto this planet. And they're separated into three separate groups. And it's about them trying to survive on this very, very, very alien world. And it's a really interesting alien world in that you are learning the rules of it as they show you how it's very strange flora and fauna work. Hmm. Uh, a lot of the storytelling is done non-verbally. It reminded me kind of like of a primal, the Jendi Tarkovsky show. Yeah. Um, the caveman dinosaur show. Yeah. Yeah. But on this like really interesting alien world where you're slowly being like, how do storms work on this world? How do predators and prey work on this world? Hmm. Like, what can these characters use as um, gas masks on this world? What can characters use for lights in this world? Um, just, I watched the first three episodes. They're out right now. I watched them all three last night and was like, holy shit. If this was 12 episodes, I probably would have stayed up till like two in the morning watching these all. Like if all the episodes were out right now, I would have finished it. Well, um, don't go seven really, days. Really, really great. Yeah, check out, check out a few of these. I mean, it'll, it'll end by the time your thing, or it will not be done by the time your subscription is done, which will be a bummer. But um, can make a case for itself at least. <laughs> yeah i have a feeling nick will like this show oh no nick, no like in like he <laughs> no i'm, I'm just saying our interests are on like different on opposite ends not to say nick's no. stuff is bad it's just what he enjoys is very I much different from mine he, he got on the cyberpunk train so he can handle animation right and then he really liked starfield which is all about like what happens beyond that blue horizon and this is all about that so i think i'll like it um, so yeah, check out uh, uh, check out Scavengers Reign. Uh, highly recommend that on HBO Max. Uh, and then uh, just the other quick stuff. Uh, been watching is I'm almost done with the X Files. Uh, I have six episodes left of the last season. So I just uh, last night I just watched. Oh my god, the Mandela Effect episode is so good. Oh, you're watching the the the, the revival shows yeah. as well. Fata- yeah, yeah, the Mandela Effect episode is amazing. That's a Darren Morgan classic. It's it's oh fantastic. That and you got followers then. You got uh, followers coming up as well, which that is written was... by Christine Cloak, who's Glenn Morgan's wife. Um, it's phenomenal. Oh, it's, yeah. yeah, yeah. I thought that episode was great. I think the silly, the, the silly episodes have been my favorite of the revival so far. Yeah, 
Um, the Wear Monster one is phenomenal as well. Wear Monster one was also good. Those have been my <laughs> yeah. favorite so far. So um, I just like spending time with them. I'm going to be honest. And I know my time is going to an end with them. So I just like spending time with them, even when they're being way too serious and having flash forwards about a, a pandemic that's a little too close to home. Uh, <laughs> a little too close but to it's home okay now. because then Scully woke up. Then um. it's fine. I started the episode. I st- so that was the season finale. And I started the next season. And I watched like five minutes of it. And I'm like, did I miss an episode? Like, what is happening? Like, what did I do? Like, wasn't everyone dying? Like, did I not remember? Because everyone's dying this pandemic. I'm like, oh, they're not good. How are they going to get out of this one? Like, this doesn't seem yeah. good at all. And everyone's fine. I'm like, what the hell? Um, <laughs> Chris so, Carr's yeah. like, I know. I, I still remember how to write a cliffhanger. Not entirely yeah. sure how to write a cliffhanger uh, resolution, but it'll come back to me. Um, yeah. Uh, and then uh, my my other stuff I, I can I can talk about later on. I'll talk about next week or the week after. Uh, and then uh, oh, a couple of super chats really quick before we go to Darren. Uh, Snake in the Garden with a two euro dono. Thank you so much, Snake Marty. Three episodes into Loki, are we still back? <laughs> we're more back than we were up after episode two. I like episode three more than episode two. Not as not we're not as back as we were after that first episode. We were absolutely like set in stone, like fucking print it, mint it back after episode one that was not the case after episode two it turned out i was wrong about that but i'm starting to think maybe i was wrong about being wrong so we might be back we might be back you're like having like, this little dance at the doorway aren't you just like, yeah, yeah it's like, <laughs> kids if you don't shut up back there i'm gonna turn this car around yeah. and we won't be back we won't be back uh yeah more back than we were not as back as we've been though uh maybe got almost back um yeah. I am enjoying this more than I've enjoyed any of the Marvel shows in a long time. Yes. Now. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Uh, and then Jason Tudor with a five Canadian dollar dono. Thank you so much. Has anyone seen soft and quiet? One of the most brutal things I've ever watched. Very well made, but I'm not sure I can even recommend it. I don't think I've ever oh, heard. I've of never even heard of that actually, which I'm now typing into Google. Yeah, I'm doing a big Google okay. on it. Yeah. A drama and a thriller. Oh, as a okay. playing out in real time, an elementary school teacher organizes a mixer of like-minded women when she encounters a woman from her past, leading to a volatile chain of events. Hmm. See, these can go anywhere. Is it EP? It's a Blum movie? I thought I've heard of all the Blumhouse movies, but... Oh, me. this is this is one that I heard of and kind of dropped off my radar because I thought it was another one. It's on Netflix. Uh, interesting. Okay, I'm gonna, gonna check that one out. Well, for you guys, it's on Netflix. Um, oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> you got Vippins. You don't care. <laughs> Vip and tear. Right. Uh, Darren, uh, Jason, thank you so much for that record. Uh, Darren, what have you been watching? Uh, very quickly, let's just talk about the ones that are relevant right now. So, Bodies, which is on Netflix, I wrote a piece about it. Uh, it was yesterday's in the frame. It's it's grand. I like it. It's charming. It's uh very much a homage to the work of Alan Moore. It's like What If from Hell and Watchmen and V for Vendetta all at the same time, and we got a nice Stephen Graham fix going in there as well. It's a uh, story where a body is found in four different time periods across london's history so you have four investigations into this mysterious body which is the same body it turns out which inevitably intertwine in some yeah inevitably intertwine in some sort of time travel paradox shenanigans um but yeah i i it's it's a it's a show that i enjoyed academically more than i enjoyed emotionally i found myself more interested in puzzling together how the pieces fit and what it is about and what it's saying as opposed to engaging with any of the characters but i found it charming it has a a winning cast and again a nice showcase for stephen graham and it does that thing that i quite like in television where it does like particularly time travel television where it just at one stage does an episode and then it remakes the episode but with time travel involved and i'm like yes 
I like this. This is a good mm. use of the form. Uh, Basically yeah. showing me something I already watched, but a little bit different. Oh, um, God. I don't know how so I feel about I, that. <laughs> the glass oh, onion. I love, I don't, I'm, I'm absolutely <laughs> the same boat. I love that. The glass yeah. onion all over again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It uh, is, yeah, the second half of glass yeah, onion. Yeah, it's basically the second half of glass onion. Yeah. Um, and then, so, so, Saw X, which is now on streaming, it's fine. It's really weird that this is the best reviewed Saw movie, where if I were ranking these, it would be squarely in the middle. It does feel like a lot of the reaction to it has been, as Marty said, we're back. Um, but it is very much, we're so back. Um, but it is very much kind of, it's a nostalgic requel, which is odd to think of like, the Saw movies are inherently grotty, inherently grimy, and inherently unpleasant. They're about unpleasant people doing unpleasant things to other unpleasant people and themselves. They're meant to be like disgusting and sticky and smelly and unpleasant for everybody involved. At least in, in my opinion, in my understanding of them. That is why I like Saw 3, which is possibly the most unpleasant franchise movie ever made. Um, and why I like, I think Saw 6 is a low-key masterpiece about like the best movie ever made about Obamacare, uh, which is quite a tagline to put on the dvd cover but basically saw x takes place it is a requel it takes place between i believe saw and saw 2 or saw 2 and saw 3 i'm not entirely sure exactly where it sits in the timeline it's a weird movie because it's very much constructed out of nostalgic love for tobin bell as john kramer aka jigsaw and it gives tobin bell more screen time and more character development than he has had in the previous you know nine of the ten films in which he appeared combined now granted he did spend most of the first movie lying in a pool of fake blood on the floor of a dingy bathroom uh, it's not a high bar to pass but it's really odd because it the movie kind of runs into two big problems, and those two big problems are tied to the more fundamental issue of, I'm not sure there's that much you can do with Saw as a franchise. You mentioned that you need to send a, a movie franchise into space. Like, that's when it gets good. Like, I don't think you could send Saw into space. I think if you sent Saw into space, it would just be more Saw. Like, there like is a sense of... G, think about it. <laughs> There's a sense in which you cannot bend this concept far without breaking it. Like Spiral tried to push outside and tried to just do what if Saw, but also more Seven, but not David Fincher and also Chris Rock. And it Chris Rock, didn't did really I hear that work. right? Yeah, Chris I mean, Rock's I mean, main character. I mean, I heard Spiral, this. Spiral no. colon from the Book of Saw. Yeah, Lionsgate. So, like, he made Top Five, which is this indie, like, romantic drama, like, before Sunset thing. And Lionsgate, yeah, Lion I, I really like Top Five. And Lionsgate were him, had a meeting with him, and they were like, like, Chris, we think you're the next great talent. You've got, like, directorial talent, writing talent, you're a comedian, you could do drama. Would you like to come over here and do, like, an Oscar movie for us? We'd do, like, a little independent drama with you. We could probably take it all the way to the Oscars. And apparently in that meeting, Chris just looks at them and goes, what are you guys doing with Saul? That Chris Rock, Marty, <laughs> Zebra, Chris Rock. Chris Rock. Yeah. 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 What, what are you guys doing with Saw? Like, that's, that's the meeting the Lionsgate CEO, the question the Lionsgate CEO was not prepared to answer. Uh, He's like, let me just make some quick phone calls and I'll get back to you, Chris. Christopher but yeah, Rockefeller um, himself says, yeah. I want the Saw movie. I want the Saw movies. Um, and it turns out you can't really do that with the Saw movies. And here you have the same problem where, like, this wants to be a character study about John Kramer, cancer victim. And so the first 40 minutes of this movie follow him getting his cancer diagnosis and going to, like, get a special treatment in Mexico and getting swindled and, like, talking about his life 
and what it means to look back over it and how I'm kind of a life coach and how it's important for you to learn these important lessons I'm going to teach you. But it's also a movie that understands you need to have at least one torture trap related death every 10 minutes. So during those 40 minutes, he just imagines random people in death traps like just to break up the monotony of the character drama that they're setting up. So like the eye trap that is in the poster for the movie is not actually in the movie. It's a vision that John has. This is worse he has than a a, it was a dream. <laughs> yeah, he it's, has like I he was stares, thinking about it. Yeah, he stares at a guy. He's like, you know what that guy really needs? An eyeball trap. That's what that guy really needs. Yeah. Um, and then the other problem it has is that it falls into the trap of many of the lesser Saw sequels, in my opinion, which is it kind of thinks John Kramer is a good guy and not a lunatic. So it's very much designed to make John Kramer the hero of the movie in a way a lot of later slasher movies are. And it's like, I don't know if I buy this. By the time like he's trying to nobly sacrifice himself to save an innocent child, I'm like, I feel like you misread what the Saw movies are kind of about. Saw 10. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's nice that he's getting the, the focus that he is. And it's fascinating. The series has got like a reappraisal where when the original movies in the franchise came out, critics hated them. And they seem to like this one, which is interesting. Again, nostalgia. It's a, it's a heck of a drug. Time <sighs> plus trash equals, you know, I guess triumph. Um, and then other stuff I watched, The Burial uh, is on Amazon. It's fine. It's the kind of movie that they used to make like five times a year. But now it goes once on streaming. It's a legal drama starring Jamie Foxx and oh, yeah. Tommy Lee Jones as an odd couple in a contract law lawsuit against Bill Camp. And the central premise of the movie is Jamie Foxx as the lawyer going, man, this case we're doing is pretty boring. I got to find a way to make this interesting for the jurors who are going to be watching it. And it's like movie i see what you're doing here i see that you're trying to argue about how you make a movie about a court case about contract law involving um like funeral homes interesting it's charming the cast are very engaging it's reasonably well directed the script is nice again it's the kind of movie you would have seen 10 times a year in the 90s and not thought twice about but now that it exists feels like a minor miracle you know i don't think it's amazing i wouldn't like stop what you're doing and go watch it but if you're kicking about and you want to watch a movie with like charming actors being charismatic in a script that is functional yeah absolutely the burial is well worth watching and then the other one uh other two quick ones pain hustlers which is arriving on netflix soon which is their uh, take on the opioid crisis, their other take on the opioid crisis after the fall of the House of Usher, and what's the one with Matthew Broderick? Um, but this is the one about the... Um, and Hulu had dope stick. Oh, Strings Attached? Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> what's that Jennifer Lawrence um, movie that just came out? Oh, you're right, sorry. Not hard, no Hard Feelings. No Hard Feelings. Oh, that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> that's not Netflix. Yes, a, gr a gritty, hard hitting opioid drama. Yeah, no hard feelings. Himself. Yeah. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's weird that Ferris Bueller is now playing the dad in movies. I feel so old. Um, but yeah, Pain Hustlers is like, I watch it and I'm thinking to myself, Adam McKay has a lot to answer for. It stars Emily Blunt and Chris Evans. It's this kind of poppy, zesty, narrated account of the people who basically pushed these drugs on the market and pushed doctors to prescribe them. And it kind of falls into the rabbit hole of that classic problem of, I don't really care about the sad story about the people who pushed opioids. I'm not really that interested in hearing the sob story about how they were broke and then they really needed to make money. So they made money by pushing opioids and causing an opioid epidemic. 
my sympathies, you know, I recognize they're human beings, but I feel like my sympathies are probably better deployed elsewhere if you're making something that is meant to be a biting social commentary on the world in which we live. Yeah. Not a big fan of pain hustlers, unfortunately. And then finally, Cat Person, uh, which I saw, which is in cinemas in Ireland on Friday, did not care for it. It's It's like... It's an adaptation of a viral short story, which feel like they're three cursed words, viral short story. But also like it's that famous New Yorker article, which is obviously hugely controversial. We don't have time to go into all the ways it is controversial. I don't necessarily mean in terms of its content, but I mean in terms of its creation, the accounts of like it was based on who it was based on and what happened to perhaps the people or the person that a key figure in cat people, the cat person is based upon. it's a movie that even if you set all of that baggage aside does not work because it is adapting a short story into a feature length movie and feels the need to cram in so much extra stuff. There is a completely unnecessary Reddit subplot in cat person. And that is not even the most severe problem with this movie. Uh, It has a spectacularly terrible third act. It struggles with tone throughout it also like whatever you think of the short story cat person and i am more interested in the discussions that it started than in the story itself if we're being frank but at least the short story had a distinct perspective it was saying something from a particular person's point of view that gave an experience that a certain audience could relate to that was worth talking about the problem with the movie is that it looks at this and goes yeah but what if the other side of that story and you're like and then just 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 make a different movie. Yeah, don't, yeah. like don't 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 try to take this inherently subjective story about one person's experience, and then try to graft in some sort of commentary that rounds out and fleshes out the other side of that story. Because those two things cannot coexist in the space you've created. I will say the scene where it actually adapts the short story is pretty good. It's maybe the best scene in the movie, but. Otherwise, it's 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 bad. It's a miss, uh, unfortunately. Sorry. It's bad. It's okay. yeah. <laughs> it, um, you didn't make it. Sorry, it's, it's far from fault. perfect. Uh, I don't have a good feline about it. Oh, oh my god! Far my from claws perfect. are out. Did yeah, it, my claws are out for this. You didn't elongate the word long enough for me to understand the pun. <laughs> uh, is it better or worse than the movie Cat People? What about cats and dogs? Which 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 cat people? Now you want to be careful. Oh, I was thinking of the several- Oh, there's like the old black and white one. Yeah, that's fair. The old, the old black and white was an actual good movie. The real question you should be asking is, is it better or worse than Cats? Oh, good. Cats is more entertaining. Does it have more or less butthole? Butthole will be removed yeah. via CGI. What about it? Um, Cats and dogs? There is a lot of CGI during the sex Spider-Man. scene. I will say that. There's what? more CGI than I would have included during the sex scene, but I'm just me. I'm old fashioned that way. Listen, we all can't be Chris Nolan breaking the boundaries of our sex scenes. Having the Bhagavad Gita and then having sex during our our I am reading Clarence Hughes boobs, yeah, it's like yep, yeah. <laughs> art. Um, uh, really but yeah, oh, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. I, I wish I liked cat people, cat person more. Um, also wish I liked cat people more. Sorry, Paul Schrader. Um, <laughs> Paul Schrader's fine. He's he's fine. He's just gonna be angry on Facebook. Doesn't bother you at all. Um. Excellent. Then before we wrap up, uh, Jim, thank you so much for the five dollar dono. Darren, what comics are you reading now? Anything you're looking forward to? I'm really digging Hickman's Gods. 
I have not started Gods. I'm going to wait until it's finished and then read it all in one go. I am reading, um, and I realize having just said that, I'm a big old fat hypocrite because I'm actually reading and enjoying Danger Street. That's the new Tom King series at the moment, which is great. Uh, that's wrapping up, I think, in December. I'm having a really good time with that. Other than that, I've been like digging into the archives. Watching Bodies made me nostalgic for Alan Moore. So I'm reading uh, From Hell, which last year, I think, was, uh, or sorry, during the pandemic, released a wonderful colorized edition, which is great. It's a masterpiece of the form. Uh, I've also been reading The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, which was published in a nice omnibus edition as well, uh, rereading it, to be fair. I haven't read The Black Dossier in years. So yeah, so that's what I'm reading at the moment. That's my very boring answer. I'm trying to think there was, in terms of other stuff, I'm again, the X-Men line is what I'm following at the moment. So the, mm. the Gillen and the um, Ewing books as well. Yeah, that, that seems to be kind of where I'm at. I'm not reading any DC books at the moment, which is interesting. Bit of Swamp Thing. Right. No. Oh, uh, Ram V Swamp Thing I actually really liked. That's, is that not, has that wrapped up though? Oh, oh sorry. Uh, but the Alan Moore Swamp Thing is, yeah, it's great. You can, if you look over my shoulder. <laughs> it's a Ram V Swamp Thing, like a court yeah. case? Oh, no. <laughs> uh, no, Ram V, he's a really good writer. He's working on a new oh. Venom at the moment. He did I like, Aquaman Andromeda, which is really good. It's a three-issue uh, prestige series. Sorry, I love that. Like Jim's like, what comics are you reading at the moment? Darren's like, let me name all of the comics. Um, but like Ramvi's is a really interesting writer who's working at the moment. He did like Andromeda, which is an Aquaman three-issue comic, which is great, gorgeous artwork. But he did a really good run on Swamp Thing recently, which I quite liked as well. So yeah, those would be yeah, there yeah. And and Jim Machete's uh, shouting out there. Yeah, Venom is Venom is fucking cool. It is. I've actually Venom is much better than I expect. Venom has been consistently much better than I expect Venom to be. Much like Venom the movies are much better than I expect Venom the movies to be. You can't go be. wrong with Tom Hardy. You can, but... <laughs> you put, oh, he, people have gone wrong with Tom Hardy. No. Star Trek oh, Nemesis is a masterpiece. <laughs> um, what if Al Capone was shitting himself while looking for buried treasure? Um, ah, what a time. What a time. Uh, you know, we'll have more Venom talk. We'll save our Venom talk in the interactive medium for two weeks from now when we come back Ooh. think about that maybe you'll get to venom if you're playing oh. like 20 minutes a day you it will take you a long time to get to venom <laughs> spoilers is it that long oh no it's not that long it's just it takes like there's there's a, a bit of game before venom gets right. introduced i haven't right. even gotten to venom yet all right and i, all I right. think i've put like almost 15 I hours in. i have like film critic brain which is i do all the mini tasks i'm like i'm, I'm oh like, yeah good that's what i've been doing so too I, uh, I always don't. clear the plate. So before I move the story on, I'm like, can don't, I, don't is there anything mini task? No, in Spider-Man, they're really good. Like are a they? lot of, there's like oh, some okay. really nice short stories. And some of them are like, oh, it introduced this character I recognize. But some of them are just like, oh, this incredible moment with Miles on a bench with like a guy. Yeah, with an old man. And talking about and I was like, that was a beautiful I, moment. I did that last night. Yeah. It's really, yeah. Again, a really sweet love letter to New York. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. That, this is yeah. why I'm not a games critic. No, and that's nice because like Spider-Man is two things. Spider-Man is I want to fight cool things and look really cool, but like also I'm like a, just a good dude who wants to better my neighborhood. Yeah. And what better way than to find an old man and hear his story about his wife who died? Yeah. Yeah. It was great. Um, you know what else is dying? This show right now because we're gonna head out. Yeah. It's not sorry. dying. It's not dying. That's like just we're just uh, leaving. Uh, but yeah, we uh, as a reminder, we will not be back next week. Uh, we're taking Halloween off, but we should be back the following week. So everyone, just enjoy your Tuesdays next week. Frost, 
Uh, what do you have going on? I think you're going to be back in 45 minutes. Did you know you're going to be back oh, sorry. in 45 minutes? I believe so. We got, uh, what yeah. was it? Next back to do some Dark Solon. That's going to be a good one. Mm-hmm. Tell you what, after... Do you think Jack- you forgot how to play the game? Oh, for sure. For sure. We've had <laughs> Lies of P. We've had Lords of the Fallen. He just got oh, done with Spider-Man. Oh, no. He's played so many souls like that weren't that. Yeah. And he also played Cocoon. The Cocoon's going to be his downfall. <laughs> the, 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 the controls <laughs> between the two. Where are, are my down. orbs? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then as far as uh, other content, you got your, your cold takes that just come out. Uh, we got a new stuff of legends for you guys in early access. That's the one, uh, the Salome uh, bounty and elite dangers. It's the yeah. one time when the author got chased down and hunted down by his fan base, which was uh, kind of was, was a lot of good research on that one. Yeah, that was fun. in a good way though. Yeah, in a, it was in a good way, I guess. Yeah, sure. I mean, it was not like they weren't doxing him. <laughs> they didn't kill him. You know, he survived. They didn't kill him. He lived. I guess that's, that's what you can hope yeah. for. Yeah, so that yeah. should be it for me. Uh, excellent. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, weekly cold takes, uh, this week has, uh, for everyone, AAA, uh, has a tough time dealing with nostalgia. And then, uh, next week, uh, next week's a bangers as well. They're all bangers. Oops. All bangers. That's what I call cold take. Um, Darren, what do you have going on? You oops, mentioned, I did uh, it again. <laughs> oops. Ah, wonderful. Uh, you mentioned in the frame earlier, you also had a great piece going up this morning on uh, sort of the rise of the post postmodern slasher with uh, Totally Killer Freaky, Happy Death Day. Uh, honestly, some of the Saw movies, yeah. the recent Saw movies. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of stuff going yeah. on there. Um, yeah, no, so so a bunch of stuff there if you want to read. Um, haven't really done that many videos lately because pop culture has been kind of quiet. I, I'm dreading the idea that Marvel is going to be the next thing I do a video on. But anyway, that's a separate conversation. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so ye- yesterday's In the Frame was on bodies. I got to talk about psychogeography. That was one of the things where like that was a mix-up in terms of scheduling, where it's like, I was like, I pitched you this really obscure thing. Let's talk about psychochronology and psychogeography and like old British magicians who are also comic book writers. It'll be the most niche thing ever. And I'm like, we can put it down in the middle of the week, you know, and just be a nice thing for people to read. And by mistake, it ends up going in the column slot. So yeah, that people- was that was more of on Sunday. I requested art and I got the two mixed up. And then Monday morning came around and I'm like, oh, I'm not going to have Pat Madsen make an entire new no, art. Yeah. So strip it yeah. in the frame and put it in the frame on the other one. So I'm like, ah, yeah, it'll be fine. People dug it, though. People yeah. people found bodies, much yeah, like but- the bodies in the show Potties. <laughs> the bodies were found. Yeah. Um. And yeah. So as you mentioned, the slasher thing today, which is something I've been thinking about a lot. Tomorrow I'll be writing about Christine because it's 40 years old this Halloween. It's gotten a big release in the States, a uh, big re-release in the UK. Uh, John Carpenter is like horny, repressed uh, study of masculinity in 1980s America. And then on Friday, I will be writing something about Five Nights at Freddy's. I have no idea what it is because I haven't seen Five Nights at Freddy's, but I will be writing something about Five Nights at Freddy's. Also, uh, Lower Decks covering that on Thursday and uh, Gen V on Friday as well. And I will say, yeah, 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 I, I can't say, yeah. but I, yeah, check those out. Those will be interesting. Yeah. And then you've had you've had Loki op-eds. You've had uh, you've had a lot of stuff. You've been just you've been doing a lot. Your Fall of the House of Usher piece from the other week did really great. That got picked up on Reddit. Ooh. Um, so that was great. I know sometimes when it says it got picked up on Reddit, that's a bad thing. But yeah. for you, unanimously, it's a good thing. Unless it's Star Trek. <laughs> aside, aside, and I'm about to say, aside, aside from when I have Star Trek opinions. <laughs> Other than that, though, everything's yeah, fine. So stay away from uh, space, Darren. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But the Star Trek, the Star Trek Reddit's weird because it's like Darren is the embodiment of the modern left. It's like no, I'm actually quite central, just outside of America. Like I'm, I'm fairly central politically yeah, yeah. anywhere outside of America. Yeah, that, that's um, yeah. that's radical liberal in America. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, 
thank you guys uh, so much. Thank you everyone who tuned in. Thank you everyone uh, who who donated. Who's a, who's a member? Oh, and like Nick uh, put, uh, make sure you subscribe as you see that message there to our new dedicated three MR channel. Three uh, MRs are being moved to a separate channel, a dedicated three minute review channel. Um, that is uh, Der- uh, Nick. Nick had his whole explanation on it, but ultimately, it's uh, hopefully to help grow that brand because. Um, there's a whole thing with click-through rates. I don't know. You don't need to know it. It's just YouTube's dumb. Subscribe to that channel. That's where you're going to see videos. Frost is going to be doing 3MRs. I do 3MRs, obviously. All Casey, Jesse, Amy, Will, uh, Elise, the whole entire crew. So 3MRs is going to be going over there. Subscribe to that channel. First one should be going out soon. Uh, otherwise, uh, for Frost, for Darren, this was Marty. Thank you guys so much for tuning into the recap episode number 46. Uh, remember, no show next week. However, The Escapist goes on. We'll be back in about 40 minutes with more Dark Souls with Frost and Nick. Bye, everyone. Bye. Sorry, Frost. Bye. Bye.